0: This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman.
1: Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 84 of Small Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Smallman, and we're still in quarantine. We are still locked up. We don't have any sports. It's been a month when we first started this thing. We thought by now we would be out and about, back to our daily lives, and alas, we're not. But you know what? I'm not going to go down this quarantine rabbit hole because we're going to get bummed out super quickly. So instead, let's welcome in Saruti, who is on the line. And Steve, what's up? Give me a report. How are things going in the Saruti household?
0: You know, it's good, but I will say there are three things that I've sort of kicked around or have been, you know, part of my quarantine update here. One is that I am trying to convince Maddie to just shave my head because hair is no longer necessary for me. It's super long. I haven't got a haircut in basically two months now because I was on the tail end of the other one. Mm -hmm. And my hair is out of control. And listen, I don't see anybody other than Maddie and, like, occasionally a couple people on FaceTime or Zoom. So I kind of want to buzz my head. That's number one. What do you think?
1: I'm surprised you haven't done it already is my take. Yeah because I'm seeing all these dudes who are ordering shears on Amazon or whatever, and are just like, you know what, whoever I'm quarantined with, just go for it, hack away. I just cannot stand it to be this length anymore. And I know you, and I know that you've done the long hair, you've done the short hair, you've done the in-between, and I remember how you were stressed out about the in-between. You told me the growing out of the bun was very difficult for you. Yes, so I'm surprised that you haven't already been totally fed up and done it yourself, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's pretty terrible, and I'm wearing a hat most days, and I like wake up, and I have horrific bedhead, and it's just, I mean, I know I'm not seeing anyone, I know I'm not trying to impress anybody, but like, I'm a guy who likes, you know, I like my hair to look decent, whatever, and like, I'm at this point where it just, I, no matter what, I can't get it to look good, so I'm just like, who cares, I'll get out my thing, I'll just, you know, maybe a number two around, all the way around. The problem is the neck area, but I can have Maddie do that. Not a big deal. And then, listen, worst things, you know, if if it looks horrific, it'll grow back. I'm not going to see anybody for a month anyway.
1: Yeah, I think you need to just go for it and imagine the freedom you'll feel, Steve, once it's off your oh, head.
0: I know, and you know, you know, what's a great call? It's like I've wanted to try to do this for a while, and I'm kind of weird out about it because the last time I buzzed my head was I think when I was in college. And it didn't look super great, but I have a different face now. I've got a beard, mm-hmm. you know, and this is the perfect testing ground for whether or not I look good with a buzzed head. So I think I'm gonna do it actually. The problem is convincing Maddie.
1: I mean, just do it today and then send out a picture and say, hey, this is me now. Deal with <laughs> Before
0: it. Before and after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll make it into a TikTok video. just shave my head.
1: No. Have you gone to the dark side?
0: Kind of. Now, oh, no. Here's the thing. I've learned a lot about TikTok during the quarantine. I have learned that TikTok is essentially just Vine, which Vine was incredible for anyone that I know you don't really know or you were in the Vine scene. Yeah, I, wasn't I was really I didn't on have a Vine. Vine account. Yeah, I didn't have a Vine account, but it was awesome. Like it's basically just short, stupid, funny videos, and that's what TikTok is. My issue is I thought TikTok and you were with me on this, was just stupid people doing those tandem dances that mm-hmm. everyone else do and there's like thousands of people. Mm-hmm. But that's actually like not really what it is. And I just sent you this really funny video of this bird dancing that I thought was funny. I saw this funny cat video I haven't downloaded TikTok yet. I don't have a TikTok account. But I will say, I, quarantine has, has changed me. I'm starting to come around on the TikTok thing. But did you know that TikTok is owned by the Chinese government? I could be totally making that up, but I, I heard that the other day.
1: Oh, I read this article about how everyone that's on TikTok, basically all your information is is gone. Like, good luck with that. So I didn't sign up, but...
0: Interesting. So maybe I won't sign up. I will just go on TikTok. I had this friend, my roommate, he would just go on the URL on his phone, type in twitter.com, and look on Twitter. He actually never had a Twitter. He would I always type that was really in stupid.
1: www.twitter.com.
0: Yeah. Yep. And he would go on Twitter, and that's how he would keep up with my tweets or whoever's tweets. I'm like, dude, just get a Twitter account. He's yeah. like, I don't need one. I'm like, you're going to type in www.twitter.com every time you want to go on Twitter. He's like, yeah, I like it that way. I mean, what so is this? So maybe that's what we'll do with TikTok.
1: What is this, like 2005 when you had to type in the Facebook.com? Remember that? Yeah. would be I, like, yeah. oh, I'm on the Facebook.
0: Yeah. I, listen, it didn't make a ton of sense. If you knew my friend Juice, you would understand. Wait, but, his name is Juice? Um, well, his name's Jason, but we call him Juice, yeah. Okay,
1: well, I mean, I already am on his side because his name is Juice, so.
0: Yeah, Juice is, it's actually a pretty great nickname.
1: And except for O.J. Simpson, so.
0: Well, yeah, but hes we're too young for that anyway. I feel like nobody our... I didn't even realize that people called him Juice until the, the documentary. So, What? Yeah, I don't know. I, then everybody kept calling him Juice, and I'm like, that's weird. They we call it Juice Juice.
1: <laughs> you had never heard that... Oh, I mean, Steve, I'm not that much older than you. I should not know this, and you should not.
0: I'm not a big... I was never... I mean, I don't know who is a big OJ person. But like, I was never really that into the... I remember the... What was the, the Bronco chase? Yeah. I do remember that, um... I remember that when I was a kid, kind of. That was one of my, I feel like one of my earliest memories. But I was never that interested in it to figure out. I knew O.J. Simpson, I knew, you know, he played for the Bills, played for USC, but Mm -hmm. I never was that interested in, like, learning anything about him. So I did not really know that everyone called him Juice until the documentary.
1: But you had never heard the phrase, the Juice is
0: Loose. I mean, I guess I did, but I never really, I don't know. I just never really put two and two together. Sorry.
1: Was your friend bummed when he realized that for years everyone had been calling him the same thing as O.J.
0: Simpson? I think he might have known, but I don't even remember why we started calling him Juice. It was just, actually, I think I've met him and people already started calling him Juice. He just looks like a Juice. He's Juice in my phone. I don't even have his real name in my phone.
1: See, Juice is an elite nickname, except for the OJ connotation. Okay, quick side tangent. Uh, did you see the video of that kid who was the manager of the basketball team, and then he got to go in and he threw up a brick, and it went in at the, at the buzzer, and his nickname was Snacks?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So I think Snacks is, if you have the correct body type, an unbelievable nickname.
0: It is. Snacks it is, is amazing. Yep.
1: But then after I watched that video with Snacks, I've noticed there are a lot of Snacks out there. There are a lot of people going by Snacks.
0: And so there's that to me— Harrison, yeah, the NFL, with the guy yeah. big Snacks used to the NBA. Yep.
1: So to me, just like Juice, Snacks loses a little luster when you're like, oh, there's 47 Snacks in my phone.
0: Well, the best part about my Juice is that he is a, he's probably six foot one, 120 pounds, dripping wet, and he's this skinny white Jewish kid. So he's he's literally the exact opposite of O.J. Simpson.
1: Amazing. (laughs) Good for him. I like that.
0: So, yeah, Juice is the man. Well, Juice has been affected by the quarantine because Juice is supposed to get married soon, actually, too, but uh, now we have to step back. I was supposed to go to D.C. for his bachelor party, but obviously no one can travel. So, bummer. Another quarantine update.
1: Yeah, interesting pick for a bachelor party.
0: Well, you know me, I went to the middle of Maine.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: And that was the best time of my life. So,
1: yeah, my girlfriend, since I'm the only one that's not married yet, part of their fantasy is that I'm going to get engaged and they've already planned my bachelorette party. But there's kind of two different camps there's one camp who wants to do one thing and another camp that wants to do another thing. So,
0: is it like Vegas versus Napa Valley? No, but Palm Springs.
1: No, but I mean, I would be down for any of those. You know, I have a ton of girlfriends, and they've all gotten married, and I've gone to all of their bachelorette parties, and we have not had one bachelorette party in Vegas—not one.
0: Wait, not not one where? In Vegas. Oh, okay. Well. So if I did it, why, it would be I mean, unique. Yeah. So you would be the first. So that's what we did with my friend Jeremy, who you met, uh, and that's where my other friend lost twenty-two thousand dollars. But um, so Vegas is a good time, but it can be a disaster.
1: Yeah. I have one friend who really wants to rent for me a house in Mexico and just do, you know, girls, chef situation, just getting drunk together, essentially quarantining us before quarantining was a negative Um, and just hanging out, getting some sun, doing a boat day. And then I think that's a good one. Yeah. And then I have another friend who, for some reason, is so down with Montreal. She wants
0: to. Oh, I've heard great things about Montreal. Actually, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, but but very different vibes, though. Anyone that I have said that to has been a guy and been like, oh yeah, the strip clubs are amazing.
0: Oh, that's right. I didn't. Even, well, I've never been to Montreal, but that is a good call. I think every person who's told me Montreal is awesome is a dude.
1: Right, and for that reason. <laughs> and I mean, my girlfriends and I are not going to strip club. That is not going to be it for us. So I don't know why. She's very down with Montreal, but she keeps saying it's a very amazing city. People love it. Well, you
0: like it. It's cultural, right? It's got a bunch of different, you know, it's, it's a very international city, much like Toronto, I feel like. Sure. I think everybody really speaks French there, so yeah, yeah.
1: but for a bachelorette party, that's not what that's not the vibe I'm trying to capture.
0: Yeah, but you gotta think like, if there's a bunch of dudes in Montreal too, that could be fun. I don't know, right? Yeah,
1: but where would you find them at the strip club?
0: Mm, That's a good call. I don't know. I haven't been. I listen, I've just heard good things, I can't say, but. Listen, maybe you need to just expand your horizons a little bit. Maybe you need to hit up a strip club. It's not the end of the world.
1: No, true, but I mean, I just can't imagine my friends who are all married and moms. And also, if I'm engaged, it's not like <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure I'm on the hunt it. for dudes. You know, I'm not <laughs> trying to. I'm not trying to go to Vegas to slay dudes. I'm trying to go to Vegas to get a tan, get drunk, and dance to Galantis until two a.m. That's all. Jeez.
0: Yeah, see, and that's why I went to Maine in the middle of nowhere, Millinocket, which was an unbelievable thing, is that, yeah, we kind of quarantined ourselves on this awesome lake. Yeah, we went whitewater rafting one day, which was super fun too, but it was mostly just about camaraderie of the people, and that's a huge thing. When you're talking about, like, bachelorette or bachelor parties, Mm -hmm. the location is obviously cool. If it's not a cohesive group, if you guys aren't all feeling the same vibes, that's why I remember people were like, oh, is Priscilla going to go to your bachelor party? And I was like, I love Ryan, I just not, I'm not sure he fits the vibe of playing MVP05, base, you know, the baseball video game, in the basement while also whitewater rafting, while also drinking butt heavies and playing flip cup. Like, you know what, you need, like, most of the guys to be this cohesive unit that all want to do the same thing, or girls. And if one or two people are kind of outside of that, it sort of screws it up. So I think it's more about the group than it is about the location.
1: Agreed. But I think they go hand in hand because... If your group that you're with is all ready to rage and then you go to a cabin in Maine, it's not going to end up so well. You know, things are going to get broken. People are going to be wasted crying. Or if you have a group that wants to chill in Maine and you put them in Vegas, things are also going to pop off in a different way.
0: Well, I'll say most of the dudes that were in Vegas were also in Maine, and we, bo- we had a great time in both places. Oh, nice. Very different time, but great time in both places. And listen, again, nobody lost $22,000 in-, in Maine. So what's up?
1: Yeah, get you a dude that can do both, I guess, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it worked out well. It worked out well.
1: Okay, but this is also another ripple effect of quarantine is even as we're talking about that, I'm thinking of Vegas. And one of the reasons you would go to Vegas is the daytime pool parties. I'm thinking, are they ever going to be able to have those again? All those people in one collective body of water sharing germs like that? No way.
0: Well, shit, Dr. Fauci said that we should stop shaking hands.
1: Which I'm down with. I don't love a handshake anyway. And also the hugging of strangers, I am also down with eliminating that. I uh, I was talking to some girlfriends about this, and I'm Italian. I'm, I'm very affectionate. I love to hug my friends. I love to hug people. I know I'm a hugger. But when you're in kind of a... I know you, but I'm not really down with you type situation, and a dude comes in for a super close, like, pressy up against you hug, and it's in a business situation, and you can't be like, get off me, perv, this is weird. I'm So I'm down with maybe we should just bow to each other or get the head nod, what's up?
0: So, you know what, this is a good conversation. I First off, I've always been down for the Roman handshake. The Roman handshake is definitely better than the regular handshake. What's a Roman that's handshake? A story for- Oh, that's, you've never seen, okay, so watch Gladiator, what's up? I mean, I've seen it a million, like million years ago, Maximus. You grab, you don't grab the, You don't grab each other's hands, you grab each other's wrists and shake each other's wrists. It's way cooler. I way mean, cooler.
1: that sounds like a fraternity handshake. Like hey, do, No. Do you have another no, like, grip?
0: No, you, well, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm not in a frat, so I wouldn't know, or I wasn't in a frat, <laughs> but... You just, you know, it's dope. You know, Maximus Aurelius is doing it. It's like badass. And they got like armor on. It's pretty cool. Now, obviously, we wouldn't have armor on in modern day, but I think we should do that. And that limits your hand to hand contact. So maybe that helps out a little bit better. So just throwing an idea out there. What's up? Just spitballing. But someone's
1: but, hand is also still touching your skin and touching near your hand.
0: You're, well, yes, but how often do you touch your, your the inside of your wrist? You know what I mean? I feel like that is a way better way to, if your your hand is going to touch the inside of that person's wrist. How often is that, does your wrist touch your face, you know, with the ability to contaminate you? I think the science checks out, Michelle.
1: Sure. Um, and since we're also spitballing, how about this? Maybe strangers should just not touch each other.
0: That's a good call. Now, <laughs> actually, the other part of my question to you was, I've always thought it was weird. You brought up the whole weird, you know, hug thing in a professional setting. I never know, and I, I, I usually, I'm not a big hugger. I'm not even really a big handshake guy. But, like, it always is funny, like, when there's, like, a bunch of dudes, right, and it's, like, a business setting, and the guy comes in, he shakes everybody's hand, and then the girl is there, and what do you do? Do you Would you prefer the handshake? Like, the hug always seems weird to me. I never know what the proper etiquette is in that situation.
1: Um, I would go for the handshake over the hug on a stranger, but usually the guy's going to go for the hug.
0: Yeah, it depends on the vibe, you know? I do think well, there are a lot of, like, ex-athletes, right, that would roll through ESPNs. They were, they were always big hugs, female, you know, guys. That's sort of what it was. But I feel like you couldn't do that at, like, a a legitimate business, you know, like if you're day trading, it would be weird if some guy went in for a hug. Maybe, I'm sure it happened, but it just seems odd to me. Because ESPN was a more friendly environment, right? Yeah. Where, you know, it wasn't a typical handshake. Like if Willie Cologne came in, right, like we would dap him up, it would be like sort of the shoulder thing. Yeah. And then he would give you a hug. That wasn't weird. But if somebody did that on Wall Street, I'd be like, eh, I don't know if that's super professional.
1: I also feel like when the guys that were former athletes would come in, they would only hug a female if they knew them. And for some reason, there is...
0: Didn't Rick Ross give you a hug? Oh yeah, Rick Ross gave me a few. Yeah, I was gonna say. Ti gave me a hug hug too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Actually, now that we're going through this, I think Birdman gave me a hug. Yeah. So basically, uh, any rapper rapper that came through definitely hugged me a few times.
0: I would have hugged Rick Ross, but I wasn't there that day. It was a bummer.
1: (laughs) I mean, Rick Ross and I—I got right up in there. He was. (laughs) I would too. (laughs) He went in for the hug, and I was like, "Hell yeah, get up in here, Ricky Rose!" Yeah, that was a great day.
0: Wasn't he the one that complimented your scarf?
1: No, so Rick Rick Ross, I had on this big gold chain from J. Crew oh, right. that I got from the J. Crew outlet and he was like, Girl, I like your chain. And I was like, I like yours too. Wanna trade? And his was a huge <laughs> diamond teardrop that probably cost a million dollars. And he yeah. laughed and was like, yeah. No, I'm good. But can you imagine if he was, I don't know, really high and thought that would be hilarious and was like, Yeah, let's trade and I end up walking away with like a million dollar necklace and he starts rocking ironically a women's J. Crew chain necklace.
0: He could probably do that, though, you know? I feel like he's got enough equity built up in the style game where it wouldn't even matter. Like, my buddy Shane, back in the day, used to wear... He used to legitimately wear his grandmother's sunglasses to places, (laughs) and, like, for some reason, it worked. Like, it wasn't that weird. They were, like, colorful and strange, and for some reason... They just worked on Shane. Now they wouldn't have worked on a lot of other people, but they worked on Shane. So they, I think some people could pull that off.
1: Were they like a cat eye shape? What are the shape of the sunglasses? They were
0: large. They were large. They had. I think they weren't quite bedazzled. It almost was like a tile situation, but it wasn't tile, if you know what I mean. And they were very colorful, um, and they were big. They were big sunglasses, and they just. I don't know. Shane's always been sort of a, a, bit of a trendsetter when it comes to style, so it just sort of it just sort of fit. But if, if like my other one of my other friends threw that on that nah, wouldn't work so there are certain dudes that can just pull that stuff off rick ross could 100 percent pull off a j crew chain a j crew women's chain
1: oh definitely and i mean without having seen your friend or the sunglasses in my mind he definitely didn't pull it off but you guys just were thinking that it was okay but i can promise you from an outsider i would have looked at the situation and be like that doesn't go
0: yeah but they were kind of white too it's hard to explain it, 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 they just sort of were this was also I'm trying to think of when this was. This was probably mm, this was like in the era of Quicksilver and when everyone was kinda of wanna be emo and switchfoot was big. So it it all again, it just sort of fit in with the theme of Shane at the time.
1: Got it, got it. Yeah. You neglected to bring up Switchfoot, so now I think it's okay.
0: Yeah, now it works. Exactly. <laughs> emo email kids are weird and they just you know, they do what they, they do their own thing.
1: But you know, now that we're talking about the hug thing too, I mean Remember when at ESPN or really any corporate workplace, we had to do the uh, the HR training and they would talk about hugs and it would be like, you know, Rebecca or Don comes in to hug Rebecca, but Rebecca doesn't know him and isn't cool with it. And then Don says, well, I saw you hug Richard yesterday, so I thought it was okay." Is he in the right? And you had to vote yes or no. And it was like he is in the wrong. It's all about hugging is all about consent. Remember that?
0: Yeah, the best part about the compliance training, thing, there would always be like a 15 to a half an hour minute video, and I would never watch it, and I would just skip right to the question. And the questions are just pretty obvious. If you, you don't need to watch any of it, like if you fail that, there's a serious problem going on.
1: Sure, but how many people that completed that training that would I would walk in a room would stare at my chest?
0: Um, good point. <laughs> Point.
1: I would sometimes crouch down And like tilt my head up to make the point Like hey I see you're staring at my boobs And I'm wearing a turtleneck So and You know it's
0: bullshit It wouldn't even deter that, them Yes and there are there. I'm, I'm not even denying that of course happened It 100% happened But I would say also that as a dude And I don't care But like I've gotten the elevator eyes before For sure There's been a girl who's like looked me up and down Not in like a sexual way, but it's, I think in some ways it is. Like Guys are definitely checking girls out, but dudes also do get elevatorized.
1: Oh, there's so much to digest and here. It's,
0: and it's very judgmental.
1: So I, as someone who sat behind you and so could really just have a landscape view of any interaction that you had with any person in the studio, can confirm that girls at ESPN were firing on you far more than you ever even realized.
0: That's probably accurate. I mean, I am married to my wife who i was completely oblivious that she was into me for a good like probably couple of months
1: yeah, that's part of the reason that I always liked you so much and knew that we'd be friends is I was like, Steve is so in love with his girlfriend, soon to be fiancé. He could not even care less about any of these girls. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, we're going to be best friends. This is going to be great. But I would sit there and I would sit right by the door and girls would pop in all the time and just be like, oh, Steve, what time is my hit tomorrow on the show? Or Steve, Oh,
0: well, now you-? I know exactly who you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. you know who I'm
1: talking about. And or they'd be like, Steve, can you, you know, like email me that cut of Danny Cannell talking at the sec and you wouldn't even turn around you'd be like 2 p.m sure
0: you know what i mean like, yeah i just don't have you're right i i i just don't have time for that i'm not gonna lie i just not that i you know whatever i don't know i'm not trying to brag or whatever here but um i don't know i just wasn't i don't know i was just sort of oblivious that i was always in the zone especially in the studio like i wasn't oh, yeah. like looking you know i think all of us are like that i don't think anybody was you know there were definitely people in the radio department or in any department in general that do that. I don't know. We were just kind of chilling in our zone, and I just didn't have time. If I didn't have time for it, I wasn't going to pay much attention to it.
1: Yeah, our, you and I spent 98% of our day in that studio because we were kind of incubated away from everyone. Again, quarantining before quarantining sucked. But I remember I would try to time my runs to the calf and if you and I didn't go together at a different time because when I would go to the calf solo, it would, I mean, inevitably, it, some girl slide up to me. So what's Rosillo's deal? Like, what's his deal? <laughs> and
0: like, that is always the Ryan question, too. What's his deal? What's
1: his deal? So, but literally, that was always the question. What's his deal? Because girls wouldn't want to ask if he was single or with someone or.
0: Well, that I, is that question, though, right? That right. is sort of part it, of the question.
1: Well, it's there's so much that goes into what's his deal? It's like is he nice or is he scary? Is he looking for someone <laughs> or is he boot up? You know, it's just like what yeah, he be interested what the in. what's his deal? Is really,
0: it's an all-encompassing question. all-encompassing right. question.
1: But with Ryan, if people ask me or you that question about him, we know what they're inferring. But that's the difference I think between guys and girls is well at least from where i sit is the way that girls would kind of approach you guys was more not passive aggressive but it wasn't as direct whereas guys would just walk up to me and stare at my chest and be like yo what's up
0: yeah girls feel the water like they dip their toe in yeah, like exactly. maybe like asking a friend is a big part of that guys are just stupid and they're just very forward and obvious a lot of times guys don't even know what they're doing and that's the thing is like they're How not do even you trying not, to though? because it, trust me and I, it's not like a it's not like there's experience here, but I just know guys are dumb. Like, they just they, – they're very instinctual, right? And they see, okay, here's an attractive girl. I'm going to look wherever and then not think, like, hey, this looks really creepy. But, I, but nobody, <laughs> they, don't, they don't ever think about that. They just do it first. They, they act first and ask questions later. Mm. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying this is, guys are dumb. That's what they do.
1: But when I'm crouching down to get my face on your eye level to try to make you feel uncomfortable – don't you think if that happened okay. to you one time that you would say, okay, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do that the next time?
0: Yes. Now, there are definitely cases where guys are just straight creeps, and they just do it, and they don't care because that's what they're going to do. But I do think that there also is a large population of guys that just – that's just – they just do it, and that's their instinct, and, they, and they're and they not there. – there isn't necessarily any – Obviously, they think whoever is attractive or whatever, but there isn't much malice or harm behind it. Then there are the dudes who are just straight up creepy and shitty dudes who are just going to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna look this girl up and down and see what's up."
1: Well, maybe they should have been paying more attention during their HR training.
0: Maybe they should have. But listen, yeah. that's why we all know HR training is just so the company can check off that they basically told you that this was wrong. Not nah, yeah. they're not trying to actually educate anybody.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, how many people do their HR training with the sound off? They just wait till the video's done, and it's like. Should I hug a girl at work? The automatic click <laughs> <Yeah>. is no. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, should you, should you steal secrets from the Walt Disney Company?
1: Yeah, hmm. should you sell your know. Disney passes that are worth thousands yeah. of dollars? I'm going to go ahead and yeah. just click now.
0: Should you release the end of the new John Wick movie? Like, hmm, I don't know, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, this O.J. Simpson doc, five-part doc that has my name watermarked all over it and the public has not seen it, should I post it online? Yeah,
0: should I release this? I don't know, it's a great <laughs> question. Hmm. Interesting. Some guys would fail that. Yeah. There'd probably be more guys than girls.
1: Probably. Probably. Okay, so circling back to your quarantine updates, I, too, am having a hair issue and I need to get your take on it. Well, I think that you should just totally go for it and buzz your head.
0: I think I'm going to do it. That's good. I'll, I'll, I'll send a picture.
1: Okay, yeah, please do. Just go for it. I think it'll look great. I mean, I am not trying to do a G.I. V for Vendetta vibe even though I have been told that I look like Demi Moore and Natalie Portman at different times, so that would, you know, be that's my a, excuse wow. at least.
0: You should, wow, that person, you should keep that person in your circle. That's a, that's a great compliment.
1: No, let me tell you something. This is, okay, this is gonna come off as me tooting my own horn, but it's more a negative towards me. I think I have, no lie, the most generic face of all time because <laughs> I get people on the reg at least once a week saying you know what you remind me of so-and-so whether it's like hey has anyone ever told you you look like natalie portman to hey you remind me of my sister's boss's wife jessica i'm like i don't know jessica and i don't look like her like someone tweeted me the other day and was like michelle and this girl from westworld are twins and then i clicked on the girl and we could not we literally both only have brown hair that's it that's the only thing that we have in common is that we both have brown hair
0: so I think you're kind of right in that, like, if you were looking up stock photos of yeah. just, you know, I don't know, educated, college-educated white girl, like, you would probably be – like, if you came up on that list, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I look, that, you, know, you looked the part. But so yeah. I guess that's probably it.
1: I am a stock I, photo.
0: <laughs> yeah, you kind of – and that's not like, – again, like, no, dis- <laughs> no disrespect. I mean I There's am. a reason that people are in stock photos because yeah. they obviously – um they have a generic you know, they face. look somewhat like a model right no but, but it's, it's
1: more like it's less threatening it's not like i'm yeah, a Gigi like Hadid model i'm just gonna i have a very non-threatening face
0: <laughs> that is a great way to put you you have a non-threatening look for you i would agree with that yeah people You're, are like you oh. you have a kind of look where like i don't think guys would be well you tell me because maybe they are but i don't know if guys would be intimidated to come up to you because you just look like a normal cool girl whereas like i think if you have that sharp you know features or whatever like really distinguishable mo- distinguishable model features that could be more intimidating so that actually should work in your favor
1: no guys never hit on me ever in person i mean they well,
0: maybe f- they're too intimidated because you're in st louis and everybody knows you from the show
1: no but even when we are in new york or on the road or whatever guys don't hit on me And you know what I've noticed, and you tell me if I'm wrong, guys tend, okay, well, I will say this. Since I've lightened my hair, guys talk to me more. I feel like guys approach blondes more than they do brunettes. And I don't know if, you know, just like I have a generic face, a non-threatening face, I wonder if guys think blondes are a little bit less threatening or less tough than brunettes. And that's why they do that. Because I I, would
0: venture, yeah, I would venture to guess that that's true. Yeah, because... and not from experience, I would, but I, I think you're on the right track. I think I would venture to guess that I was never the kind of person that would go up to anyone at a bar. That just like wasn't my thing. Um, but I would venture to guess that it is – because what do you think of when you think of a blonde? Oh, you know, kind of lighthearted, easygoing, probably has a sense of humor – you know, and I'm totally stereotyping here, like maybe not all there. When you think of a brunette, I feel like you think of more educated. And this, Again, this is completely stereotypical, but I just think that's what that's probably what guys think of. So I think you are on to something. Like, oh, the brunette is maybe smart. Maybe she's got glasses on. She might see through my bullshit a little bit more, mm-hmm. whereas, like, the blonde is more fun and easygoing.
1: Yeah, the blonde will laugh at your bad pickup line, and the brunette will roll her eyes and say, get out of here. <laughs>
0: Which is weird. Well, It's you know, not true, that, but
1: I'm imagining that's what guys think because I could go out to a bar and no one would talk to me, and I could have friends that are blonde and definitely more threatening than I am, and guys would try to pick them up.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Do you think guys in general, or is it more 50-50, like if you, if you pulled all the dudes in the United States and been like, hey, are you a blonde or a brunette guy, what do you think more guys would say? I think it would be brunette.
1: No, I think it's blonde, and I think it's by a landslide.
0: Uh, see, I don't know where it depends where you are, but I think the entire, especially in the Northeast, there aren't that many blonde. You know, down south, sure, like everyone's blonde, right? Everyone bleaches their hair or whatever it is, what it is. Maybe I'm wrong, and it sounds like maybe, maybe now I'm talking this through. Maybe I am wrong because again, guys are stupid. But I was always more of a brunette dude, so maybe that's skewing my thoughts of this. But I just feel like the brunette thing, brunettes are a little bit more intimidating.
1: So, do you have a group text with your guy friends? Yes. Text them right now. No context. Just say, hey, blonde or brunette. And as they respond, just throw – we don't even have to revisit it every time, but just throw it out as they respond throughout the rest of the pod.
0: Well, it's funny because they all have – they're all dating – well, all but one are dating someone, and there is a mixed hair situation. Some are blonde, some are brunette. All right, hold on. Let me text them right now.
1: Yeah. Just because they're dating a brunette does not mean that they won't say blonde,
0: by the way. Yes. Yes, that's true. Hold on. Let me get the group chat in here because they'll <laughs> probably respond. They're not doing anything. Yeah, I was going to uh, say we're
1: all in quarantine. Fire it up.
0: Quick question for the pod. No context. blonde or brrrr. All right. Sent.
1: There you go. Okay. So as they respond, as the responses trickle
0: in. You Check back me with me in 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, deal. We will circle back to that. But yeah, so a couple months ago, I decided to lighten my hair obviously not knowing, not being able to forecast that we would be going into a quarantine, and that that was a terrible idea. But I had gotten my hair done right before Christmas time, before I went on my trip to Hong Kong and Thailand. And then I got back and I got a gloss done, which is something that you put on your hair to kind of hold the color for a little bit, because I wanted to push off my second one, or my, I guess my root touch up, as long as possible, before I was going to this wedding in South Africa and going on this big trip. So mm-hmm. I was on the tail end of this root situation in early March, getting ready to get it done before I went on this trip. So the roots are already bad. They were
0: already Isn't bad. Isn't that cool now, though?
1: Steve, the ombre is cool if it's blended correctly. I'm talking straight black skunk down. The top of my head coming from my part is black Italian roots. And then it's a straight line of blonde. And I wake up in the morning and I look in the mirror and I'm just like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to deal with this once I have to go out in public? So, you know what I did? The answer to me was to buy a fedora. I bought a fedora. I purchased a fedora on Amazon. It has arrived. And I think I'm going to have to wear it at least for a week or two once we're done with this thing until I can get back in the salon.
0: That's a dramatic, dramatic <laughs> thing. What? A baseball cap wouldn't work if we you wear a baseball cap.
1: But I mean, what if I have to go to an event or something and I need something fancier than <laughs> baseball?
0: <laughs> or you could just dress down. What's up? Wow, a fedora. See, now there's a big, there's a difference though between dudes and girls when it comes to fedoras. Like my friend Mike wears a fedora and he just looks like a tool. What's up, Mike? <laughs> he listens to the show, so I'm sure he's not gonna mind me saying that. But um. You know, we always make fun of my friend Mike because he wears fedoras. He likes fedoras. He's like the wannabe Jason Mraz of 2005. But for girls, fedoras are like totally okay. Although, you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. My other friend Jeremy does wear fedoras too, but mostly when he's on vacation. He's a vacation fedora guy, whereas Mike is a general fedora guy. Mm -hmm. But there is a big difference between guys and girls wearing fedoras. When guys wear fedoras, it's like either... You're the Jason Mraz wannabe, like I said, or you're just kind of some weird old rocker who, like, is still kind of cool and doesn't look that weird on, but you probably have a soul patch. Whereas (laughs) girls who wear fedoras, it's totally acceptable. Totally acceptable.
1: There's also a huge, and I mean huge, ocean between regular cloth fabric fedora and straw hat beach fedora.
0: That is true. Like straw Um, hat
1: beach fedora on any dude is just universally accepted. You know, protecting your head, giving a little fashion statement on the beach, just done. I wouldn't even question that ever. If a normal dude came to a bar, we're going to go back to the bar scenario, and slid up to me as I'm trying to order a vodka soda and was wearing a cloth fedora, I'd be like, what's up, Timberlake like I love you 2004. This is not happening. That yeah, baggy, is baggy pants for sure. To wear a fedora as a dude in 2020 is a full statement. To wear a straw fedora on the beach is just a hat.
0: I know for sure my vacation Jeremy, my friend, is a straw fedora. He wears it. It's a beach thing. Or if he's in Italy or wherever, like that's his thing, right? Okay. That's fine. Yeah, I'm into it. I don't know about Mike's. I think Mike's might be. I don't know because he doesn't just wear it to the beach, but it might still be straw. I have to, maybe I'll text the group this as well, but I, there, you're right. There is a big difference because if you're wearing like a, a suede fedora, yes, you are so want to be Justin Timberlake is disgusting.
1: Yeah. You're projecting an image that you don't have or else you wouldn't have to project it. Or it's that
0: no longer even in anymore. Right. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. like Cool it. wrap
0: Pack. You're, you're portraying a decade old plus image that I don't know why. But listen, I don't know. Maybe some girls are still into that. I don't know.
1: But now that I said that, I purchased a fedora. I literally bought, it's a light pink fedora with a white band around it, and I bought it. I bought it because I don't, I'm out of options, okay? Quarantine has forced me into corners that I didn't want to have to go into.
0: Would you have worn this hat otherwise at some point, or is this a total desperation move?
1: no it's it's a fashion hat i mean it's cute it's i would here's the thing i would see but that if you on another saw girl. your friend
0: wearing this hat without the quarantine like out would you be like mm, that's weird
1: you know what it w- that would be a hat i would see on a girl in new york city out at brunch and be like
0: she can pull that off oh so then you're fine
1: but i don't think i can pull it off so i normally would not have purchased but i again it's a necessity fedora, not a fashion fedora.
0: Yeah, it's a cover my roots uh, fedora.
1: Yeah, it's a cover my roots fedora. I By the way, you're talking about group texts. My group text with my girlfriends right now is so funny. I have a friend who recently moved in with her boyfriend. They've been dating for a little bit, and they moved in pre-quarantine, but like only a month. And she texted the group the other day and was like, you guys, I am concerned that when all of this is over, he's going to leave me. And we were like, why? Because you guys are getting on each other's nerves. And she said, no, I have worked tirelessly to hide my real self from him. She goes, I I got my hair done, I got fake eyelashes, I got spray tans, I whitened my teeth, I worked out, I sculpted myself into this very put together, good looking person. I'm talking Manny, she goes, all my lashes are gone, I have one scraggly lash hanging on, my roots are there, I'm pale, my nails are busted. She's like, I don't get out of sweatpants all the time. She goes, my real self has emerged And now I'm wondering if he's thinking, oh, wow, so this is what you really look like.
0: You know what, though? That had to happen sooner or later, right?
1: Well, yes, to some degree. But I told her, don't worry about it because every other girl's in the same boat. We all look disgusting. So it's not like he's going to pop out of this and there's just going to be babes running around. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. going to be doughy and just really depleted. I mean, it's not like <laughs> it's not yeah,
0: going to be 15 real thing. Yeah, for it's sure. not going to be
1: hot girl summer out there when we all, <laughs> when <laughs> we all emerge. OK, I mean, it might be ho girl summer because everyone is really desperate for some love and attention. But it's definitely not going to be hot girl
0: summer. Oh, that's a great call. Yeah, I wonder how, if this thing all goes okay and we're, say, allowed to like, go back out in June, July, right? My God, like, yeah, you could, uh, bars are going to be absurd. People are just going to be making out everywhere. So,
1: I have you seen that meme? Maybe more. <laughs> yeah, maybe more. I mean, think, who knows what you're going to see in public. Have you seen that meme, though? It, it's a girl tweeted this and she said, I'm actually really jealous of the first guy that's gonna hook up with me after quarantine because he is gonna get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is probably with truth. That's wild. I'd have not thought of that.
1: Yeah, whole girl summer trademarked by me. But I did watch a video that the LA Times pushed out about a doctor who answered what many would perceive to be dumb questions about COVID, and it was like anonymous. You could send in notes to people or whatever, and. One of the notes to the doctor was like, hey, so I have been swiping. I met someone online. We both have self-quarantined. You know, we're just chilling alone in our houses. Is it cool for us to, like, hook up? And she was just like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> like, that is the fastest way for this <laughs> to spread is for you to literally hook up with a stranger. And so I feel though, 50% of, of single people out there are going to, it's going to be whole girl summer, right? They are going out there and some guys are going to get it. Other half, we're going to be like, don't touch me until there's a vaccine because I'm not, I'm not trying to get it.
0: People are going to not go out. There's going to be like two camps. It's going to be the camp of as soon as, it's gone from code red to like code yellow, and it's like kind of okay. There's gonna be so many people just immediately going out and going everywhere. And then there's gonna be the other camp of people who, for like a year plus maybe, do not trust going outside. So I don't, man, that's a, that's a lot. I, I, whole girl summer is gonna be a real thing, but you're right, it's only about 50% of the population.
1: I think it's going to be generational. The college kids right now are dying. Rage. I mean, think about it. It was towards the end of the year where they had already given up anyway. They just had a couple finals to worry about, and they were gonna pop off into summer. Those people are only concerned about getting to parties, getting to bars. They are not concerned about the spread of fluids, for lack of a better term. Yeah, like they're gonna be making out plus with everyone that they can. Okay, they've been locked up. While I think the thirty something singles are going to be a little more cautious.
0: <laughs> they're gonna dip their toe in the water first. Right. They're gonna be like be just getting the Maybe
1: Right. And, you know, the doctor didn't say this on the live stream, but I'm thinking to myself, if he's swiping with you and chatting with you, he's swiping and chatting probably with somebody else. How do you that's know he hasn't already popped over there to hook up with Betty down the street? You don't know.
0: I bet that's already happening. Now, people are definitely doing that. They're not even they don't care. People
1: don't care. Oh, on one of my group chats, somebody said, oh, I met someone and they want to come over for a quarantine date. And all of us responded like, what are you thinking? Absolutely not. Do not do the quarantine date. We are not supposed to be touching anyone. This is (laughs) a terrible idea. And I think we shamed this person enough that they didn't do it. But the fact that this is a really smart person that was that lonely, that considered doing it, there's definitely people out there that are just doing the casual hookup thing.
0: Yeah, and that actually reminds me because if you did do a quarantine date and you actually did it, which I'm sure doesn't happen because people are just going to touch, it doesn't really matter because they just don't think like that. But have you seen the new, there's like a new Netflix trailer for like a new dating show? No. And it's essentially that exact scenario. So basically, it's a bunch of hot ass people and they live in this place wherever it's on a beach somewhere. I don't know if it's in Australia or wherever. And they can do whatever, but they are not allowed to kiss or have sex. The entire time. So basically, they are self-quarantining while actively dating a bunch of people in this house.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I'll watch,
0: obviously. (laughs) I mean, I'll probably end up watching it, yes.
1: I mean, I was going to shit on it for a second, and then I thought, you know what? Don't even front. You're going to watch, and you'll probably be really into it.
0: Yeah, and there's like this voice that tells them that they can and can't do things. Very strange. You have to watch the trailer. It's on the Netflix Twitter page.
1: Can you imagine falling for? I mean, we obviously did a two-hour deep dive on Love Is Blind, but can you imagine falling for someone and then you make out with them and they're a terrible kisser?
0: Well, I.
1: I guess you could coach them.
0: Yeah, it would suck. I mean, if, are you one of those people that bully like, you know, if it's like love at first kiss, right, and it's like you either feel it or you don't feel it, then totally. yeah, then you're one totally, of those people that it, totally you do, feel you, that. Yeah, I don't necessarily believe that at all. I think I could still like, like and be compatible with the person if they didn't. Not to say that I have any experience with that. I'm just saying, like, I just feel like that's possible that you can not be a great kisser but still really like someone and want to, you know, whatever, get married. But I think most people are probably like you.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't know many girls again from the female standpoint that were like yeah the first 16 times we made out I felt nothing I was dead inside (laughs) and then you know what that 17th time a spark we did it a spark erupted you know what I mean I think if you the first time that you guys kiss if you don't feel it you're just going to be trying to convince yourself the next couple times that you feel something
0: that's a good point like I said I don't have firsthand knowledge so it's hard for me to say but You've sort of done a good job of convincing me. I guess, like, it's always going to be in the back of your mind that, like, hey, this actually kind of sucks. Yeah. Do you immediately stop finding them attractive, though, at that point? Like, I don't understand. Like, you would Mm -hmm. still find them attractive, right? No, not
1: for me. I'm a very...
0: You would just be done. That's it.
1: I, though, catch a vibe with someone physically... When you're face-to-face out to dinner with someone or hanging out with them, I catch a vibe almost instantly. Yes, there are people that have changed my mind once I've gotten to know them. But normally, if I catch a negative vibe from you at the beginning, it's going to be negative from there. You know what I mean? It's just that's what it is.
0: You're very much a you know, first-impression person.
1: I'm just intuitive. I I think you're
0: right. though. I think you're right. You can usually tell. I don't know if it's how long the period of time is, but it's typically not a long period of time. You can sort of figure out what a person. Speaking of what, what's your deal? You can you can figure out what a person's deal is relatively quickly, and whether or not that you're going to be, you know, friends, whatever, dating, anything. For the longest time, I don't know. I've always thought people. I would meet people and be like, because I didn't really date in college. I didn't really date after college um, until I met Maddie. But I was always like, no. I would always find something right. Nope, oh, that's weird or that's weird that that would put me off. And it was very much in my mind every time I would meet people,
1: yeah, I mean, that's just what it is, though. And you have to follow your intuition. That's what they say. Do Be- you follow your head or your heart? You're always going to follow your heart.
0: Mm, it depends,
1: yeah, actually, I've definitely been in a scenario where it was head or heart, and I chose heart and I should have chose head,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you guys. Just, sometimes you gotta use to the brains in on that one. But hey, it happens to the best of us.
1: But okay, think about it this way, though. If you have had an unbelievably strong connection with someone on a heart level, on just a on a physical level, and then you choose head, and you're just like, oh, okay, this person is nicer and they're honest, but I just only like them 64% as opposed to like 120%. You know, it's just you'll always be thinking about the passion over the politeness or whatever it is.
0: I do think, though, like there are a lot of people who will look back on their lives and go, I should have. Most people, when they look back, like, I should use my head more in that situation. They rarely say I should have used my heart more in that situation, you know, because I feel like the people that use their head or use their heart more than their head. Those are like the annoying couples that are always fighting that are terrible, like, oh, marriage is hard work, but we get through it. Those are the people that are way too much heart and not enough head, and maybe shouldn't even be together in the first place.
1: But love is love, Steve, okay? You can't help how you feel. You just can't help how you feel.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes you can, but... <laughs> Wait. If you rationally think about, hey, this is not going to work out, and yes, this person's like okay right now, but is it going to be okay in five, ten years? Mm. I don't know. Use your head.
1: That's what they say. There's a thin line between love and hate, because that passion can turn into pure, pure hatred real quick.
0: Yeah, it's a very fine line.
1: Um, speaking of that, have you watched Euphoria?
0: I have not, but I've heard things about it that have sort of put me off to it. And I don't know, that's the one with, what's her name? Uh, what's her name, Z- Zaya? What's Zendaya. Her name? Zendaya, there we go, yeah. So I've seen bits and pieces. I've heard people say it's ridiculous, but I have not actually seen an episode.
1: So I had some pretty trusted content sources tell me, euphoria is it, euphoria is it. And um, the reason I asked is because there's a couple in there in the show that is so toxic. I mean, I we're talking violence, we're talking cheating, the worst. And they say And it's high school? High school. And they say the, their friends are like they're going to end up married and hating each other but also be really content in their hatred for each other. And I thought, "Mm, yeah, I could see that." But Euphoria, so it's about these high school kids that live in this suburban town and it is all about drugs and all about sex and all about violence, and it was very difficult for me to watch. I mean, there were some episodes where I would have to pause it and come back and revisit it because it was very, very violent, like sexual violence, and I just—it was—like, I would be nauseous. I couldn't watch it. But so many people had told me to watch it that I continued through, and I got—I mean, I want—I wish that you— Watch this because I have a question that is part in jest but also partly serious. I want to know if euphoria is what public school was like.
0: Wow. Okay. So <laughs>
1: I went I, to a very sheltered Catholic school and I'm watching this going, is this what public school?
0: is? <laughs> over here just, calling, just going to private school, doing her thing.
1: I was like, shit, is this what public school is like? Are you guys all just out there so- just doing drugs and hooking up and... I mean, there's a cam girl. There's just all these people doing things that I wouldn't have even had an inkling of an idea what what these drugs were, what this what this sexual stuff was. None of this in high school I would have known. And I thought, is this the public school life that I missed out on?
0: See, I don't know <laughs> if there's a difference, though, because I feel like. When it comes to like drugs and stuff like that, isn't it more likely that like private school kids with money and like with you know money in their family or whatever are more likely to be the ones that use these elaborate drugs? No, I would say I I always watch those high school you know movies or shows or whatever that dramatize that experience. Dramatized. And I don't know I don't know who. What did I say? What did I say?
1: Dramatize. <laughs> <Dramatized.
0: laughs> Sorry, it's been a long quarantine. I always feel like <laughs> I watch those shows and I go. Who had this experience? Because I don't think that anyone, Like, I mean, for me in high school, like for me, high school was more like super bad, right? Where it's like you're trying to be cool, you're still kind of awkward, you're drinking beer, you're like trying to have sex. Like, you know what I mean? It's more trying to do all these things that you think are really cool, not actually doing them. But here's the thing, too, though, that it's weird. that I think a lot of the kids in high school that did drugs or whatever, it wasn't some happy situation. There were like some fucked up things going on. But they also weren't in love and didn't have the trifecta of sex, drugs, and whatever. Um, That's such an unrealistic high school experience. So my high school experience is way more, like, super bad than it is most of these shows that, like, make it seem like the high school kids have full beers and are, like, you know, have been drinking for years.
1: Oh, you mean in high school your friends weren't hopping on dating apps and meeting up with married adults in hotel rooms to bang them?
0: No. I mean, granted, maybe that was a scene I didn't know anybody that was doing that. And I felt like I was yeah. I, in high school. I was in the, I don't know what group you were in. I was in the super popular group. I, w- I, I like knew those kids. We hung out with them. We went to parties together. But like, I also like had like kind of like a weird nerdy side. My friends like to play video games. we were into sports or whatever. So we like wore a lot of hats, but we weren't in that super uber popular like rage party group, the mm-hmm. popular group. So I feel like I had a dose of it, but didn't necessarily live that entire life. I don't know. I liked that lane. I thought that lane was fun. And I, I don't know if I would have ever wanted to be in the super popular lane because it just seemed like too much work. <laughs> you chose the lazy lane? <laughs> there was the lane that I want. Like, I, like I would have rather. Like there were many times when there'd be like a party in high school at somebody's house. Somebody's parents were gone, right? Or whatever. And my buddies and I would just be like, I don't know. it's Just kind of stay at home and play Madden. Do Madden franchise for a whole night, and we would stay up and play video games for ten hours, and that would be our night. Then there were other nights where we'd go to a party. We had a nice balance. So these mm-hmm. things, where like, these kids, these high school kids, are living like these, like extremely complex lives, and all these things that I don't even know if I experienced in college. I've always found those hard to relate to. So maybe I wouldn't like this show.
1: Yeah, it was. Um it was really dark, really, really dark. And listen, yes, I went to Catholic school. And was I partying? Of course. Were kids in my school doing drugs? Definitely. But there was yeah. still a naivete, like an innocence about us where we were all athletes and took that so seriously. And we were scared of things. You know, there there wasn't this brazen i'm an adult i'm going to break all of these rules and i don't have anyone to answer to attitude we were all deathly afraid of our parents we were deathly afraid of the police we were deathly afraid of our teachers we didn't want to get in trouble or you know what i mean the the barrier between you doing something bad and trouble was always really big so we would always pick and choose our spots pretty carefully whereas when i watched these shows and these girls are camgirling and dressing up in leather and having video sex with an adult and then going to sit down to dinner with their parents. I'm like, sure, does that happen? I I guess, but I don't know many sixteen year old scenarios where they would even know what that is.
0: Yeah, and maybe I totally I'm agree. maybe
1: I'm super innocent still, but I mean, again, even in college, my friends did not know about stuff like that. We did not do stuff like that. I know it was a different era, but we were more or less very content in our own bubble.
0: I agree. Another thing, we would just dip our toes in things, like we wouldn't just go all in on stuff, right? And we wouldn't, you know. I remember the first time that one of my buddies smoked weed, and I was like, "Holy shit, this <laughs> is fucking crazy!" Same, and um, I was like, like,
1: "Oh my God, what if you get drug tested?" <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I'm like, in that, and looking back, I'm like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, it was literally nothing. I um, know. But I remember and, my parents the,
1: telling me, like, you, that'll be in your system forever. And I was like, well, I'll never get a job. What am I going to do? I'm never going to get a
0: job. <laughs> yeah, great. Now I have to be homeless. This is awesome. <laughs> that's actually funny, too. Is, yeah, the, the way that people and parents would sort of make up these stories about, like, how, you know, obviously drugs aren't great, but smoking, if you're smoking weed it's not the end of the world, Who you know, we all know what the deal is. So, but like it was always like the biggest deal at the time. And like anybody who was smoking weed either was super edgy or cool or crazy. You know what I mean? Like they were just totally on their own thing. I never really got into weed, even in college, like whatever. It wasn't really my thing. But throughout my life and throughout like going from high school to college, even after college, the way that you perceive people who smoke weed just totally changes. Like it becomes first like a massive deal. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, it's just smoking weed. It's not a big deal.
1: Right. And now it's legal, so it's like, whatever.
0: But I still feel like a lot of the things that happen in the way you're describing in Euphoria, 31-year-olds you will be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm scared.
1: Seriously, it's like uh, that scene from Mean Girls where it's like, Mom, can you pick me up? I'm scared. That's how I felt (laughs) watching Euphoria. I was like, should I call my parents? I'm afraid. If that was high school, put it this way, if that was my high school experience, I would have been a mute. I would have been so afraid. I wouldn't have talked to anyone I wouldn't have done any of the drugs. I wouldn't have hung out with any guys. I just would have been like, "Please leave me alone. I am so afraid."
0: What I'm trying to think, of what movies then did, or movies or shows did a good job of depicting high school? Because I, like Euphoria clearly seems like it's an extreme one. I always thought Superbad did a decent job yeah. because because the kids didn't look like they were thirty. And, you know, like they weren't like fully developed. You know, I feel like in every, remember in the Varsity Blues, all those kids, all the high school kids were like in their 30s in oh real life God. when they're the acting this bikini, out. the whipped cream bikini,
1: that was not happening yeah. at my high school, I can promise you. Yeah, that.
0: yeah, I don't know, people, you know, people were obviously doing their thing, but they weren't, it wasn't some like elaborate sex, people were just having sex, right? It's not like this, you know, it's just, it's so different, but yeah. I feel like.
1: You know what people were doing? It- you know what people were doing, Steve? They were hooking up at parties when parents were out of town praying that no one came in.
0: <laughs> yeah, like guest bedrooms. Exactly. Yeah. Like this wasn't this wasn't like a situation where like the parents are gone and like there's candles everywhere and it's just like <laughs> this whole thing. Because I'm thinking too, mean girls did a decent job, I oh, feel like yeah, too. Oh yeah, especially
1: for girls. By the way, whipped cream bikini too. Like, think about the cleanup involved. Okay, like, if you're trying to, hook- I don't even know if I want that. That's, that, I, very, that's sticky. Yeah. very sticky. Very uh, sticky.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But that's just me. Anyway, but-, but I
1: mean, if you're hooking up in high school and you're whipped cream bikiniing and you're trying to hook up before a parent comes home, I mean, you're gonna have to throw the sheets in. Come on.
0: Yeah, you're, there's a lot, of, there's a lot involved in that. Yeah, that's probably a- not worth it in the end. But you know, what, you're sorry. a kid. You're probably stupid. You don't know any better.
1: Right. But mean girls, especially from a girl's perspective. So, minus the bullying, because at least from where I sit, my personal high school experience, again, I went to a very small high school. There was like 175 kids. We get in it. My, you
0: went to private high school. In my class.
1: But you know what I mean? I think when there is a smaller group of kids, I don't know if the bullying aspect there. Listen, again, I know there's people listening to this being like, you're out of your mind. People are definitely yeah. getting bullied. But from where I sit, at least personally, I can remember one instance, one instance of bullying in high school, and it was the biggest deal ever, and the girls responsible got suspended for a couple weeks.
0: Now, you and I seem like we're in, the, we're in the same lane where it's like, I was aware of things that were going on, but I didn't see it firsthand, wasn't really involved, and didn't get bullied. Like, we have sort of a skewed view of how, what it was like. I just always felt like, looking back towards high school, I felt like I was always way younger than I remember being, you know? Yeah. If like You always... I look back at you know kids now that are high school. You're like, holy shit! I was that that young. I looked that young. I mean, I, me for me, I was like younger. And I looked younger, and I you know obviously it was a late bloomer. So like, I looked super young. I never remembered it being that big of a difference between what it was and my perception of it at the time. Like I remember you thinking like, oh, I'm 17. I'm in high school, but I feel like super old. Oh my god. It couldn't be further from the truth. So I don't know. I always think it's funny. I think, yeah, but Mean Girls did, did do a good job of all that. And I'm trying, I'm trying to think if there's anything else because there's some well, truly – I feel like a lot of the 90s movies, all of those movies that portray high school, all of the kids were super old.
1: Oh, yeah, like Can't Hardly Wait? Yeah.
0: Even though that's yep. a great movie. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it in a while, but yes.
1: Revisited. It's on Netflix. But the one thing for me about Mean Girls that was – there was a couple things that were super relatable. Definitely the way the girls felt so bonded to each other. That's how girls are in high school. You know, you're my best friend. We're in this mm-hmm. crew together. What are we going to do today? We're going to drive to the mall and we're going to walk around the mall. You know, like that's yeah, what like we're that going to do.
0: Dudes too, though. Yeah, it's like that for dudes, you but know. Girls we were like did weird things together.
1: doodling in their yearbook and their no, They had the burn book where they would write mean things. We had more or less like we would write stories and write about guys and we were doodling and passing notes to each other and, and stuff like that and talking on our on our landlines all night long about different things. That's more or less what mean girls represented that i identified with in high school when she said you know she told gretchen wainers was like she told me i couldn't wear hoop earrings like hoop earrings were her thing well i don't know any girl that would say you can't wear hoop earrings they're my thing that was something else too like oh she always wears this necklace that's her thing that's her statement you know especially when you went to catholic school and you had to wear uniforms all the time the way girls would differentiate themselves in a fashion sense that was always a big deal you know
0: I don't because I didn't go to a high school, <laughs> but I can imagine. I can imagine so. Well, wow, that must have sucked having to wear the same thing every day. Like, Are you I feel kidding?
1: Like, I wish that I had a uniform right now. Like I envy oh, people I guess it, yeah, that wear scrubs the to making. work. Yeah, you wake up, you roll out of bed, you do your hair, and you throw on yeah, one but, thing
0: every day. Yeah, but in high school, like. It's th- yes, now I feel like that's fine because I don't really give a shit anymore. But then when, you know, you are you you know, you want to be cool, you want to look fashionable, whatever. Like, I like wearing different things. I thought that was cool. Like, I like wearing different things to school every day. I feel like it would be weird in high school to have to do that.
1: It equalized everybody, though, you know? And yeah, that's a good point. Which I thought was a cool thing. And while I love fashion and I love self-expression, I mean, to to bring it all the way back to this conversation, it would be so nice if every day that as a female coming into a male dominated work environment, I didn't have to agonize over what I was gonna wear every day. Is this too tight? Does this too, show too much of my body? Are people gonna think I'm too dressed up? I'm too dressed down. It's a constant battle every single day that I have to come to work. What am I gonna wear? And it is Imagine a pain there was a in the
0: dress ass. code, like a corporate dress code where not just what you could and couldn't wear, like an outfit that you had to wear to work every day.
1: I would love it. I think it would be amazing. I wish that. I mean, when I was in high school, we had three different color polos white, navy blue, or butter, uh, which was like a gold color. Butter, nice. Yeah, with our, our high school logo on it. And then the girls had a plaid skirt or khakis, and guys had to wear khakis. Imagine if every day you were like, okay, today's going to be a butter polo day and a khakis day. That's what you're going to do.
0: That's the same Hanky model. I'm jealous. Just wear a blue blazer and a white shirt. Yeah, done it, done it, done.
1: I mean, think about Steve Jobs. He had a uniform. A lot of successful people do.
0: Yeah, he could have. He could have picked a better one, though. For being honest, black turtleneck, to wash jeans. Come on, dude.
1: Really? I think it definitely portrayed the the perfect identity that he wanted to capture
0: maybe but it's like if you saw somebody wearing that i feel like that'd be weird like it's that's the steve jobs look right because it's mm. and it just is it's remembered that way but that's not like a good look
1: see i think you and i have very and i mean very different takes on a black turtleneck i mean yeah,
0: yeah, I'm not, my take is i would never wear
1: my <laughs> nickname in college amongst one of my group of friends was bt because i wore a black turtleneck every yeah, but day it's
0: okay that's different. What if a dude was wearing a black turtleneck? Like, what if you went full Danny Cannell on a daily basis?
1: I do not hate a dude in a turtleneck.
0: Mm. It's a fashion statement. If you wore it every day, it sort of loses all of its, you know, punch.
1: If a dude wears a turtleneck, he's saying, I am smart, I am stylish, and I am intentional. But it's also,
0: but it's also not like a nice—he didn't wear a nice turtleneck. It was like a t-shirt turtleneck.
1: But he still looked streamlined, polished, and smart. It was like—
0: it was like one of those turtlenecks that you wear when you go skiing, like underneath all your stuff, like when you're like teen.
1: Oh my or even god! It's not the. 10. It is not the dry fit undershirt ski turtleneck. Okay. It was... No,
0: no, no, not not like the Under Armour one. back in like the LL Bean one. <laughs> like I, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like it's not a, it's not like a tight dry fit situation, but it's. Mm, I
1: don't know. You know Steve, it's like a fold over
0: turtleneck. No, 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 no. Some if, of us if, grew if up in the Midwest, dude. Okay, in we the didn't bar, have the luxury. If the you saw him wearing skiing. that, you'd be like, "That's weird."
1: I don't know. I just think that. I look at Steve Jobs and everything that he was, was represented in that black turtleneck. Mm. Just like Madonna, right? When she wore a pointy bra, everything Madonna was, was captured in the pointy bra.
0: I feel like that's a little different.
1: Hey, that was her uniform. What if your only options every day were Steve Jobs, Madonna? I mean, what's another one? What if you had to choose like three different doors every day? And it was very extreme opposites.
0: Well, I was trying to think of like if I had to wear one thing every day, what would it be?
1: Oh, that's a great question. See, I guess it'd be different for us because we live in places that are seasonal. You know, some days all
0: right. Seasonal, seasonal. Like if it's a say it's like fall, because that's obviously my favorite time of year. Fall. Okay. What's your outfit?
1: One outfit. I'm going a burgundy leather skirt, black tights, black
0: every day. Mid heeled
1: ankle ankle booties. And a black turtleneck.
0: See, I'd probably go... Leather toe peg. Yeah, but see, that every day, like, aren't you going to get... You need to pick something that I feel like you wouldn't get sick of and that is somewhat comfortable. So I would go like a normal pair of jeans, maybe like a hoodie or a sweatshirt, and then like a vest, and then, I don't know, maybe a hat if I don't want to do my hair.
1: You don't need a hat. You're going to have a shaved head.
0: That's true. That's true. Nike sneakers, and that's about it.
1: Yeah. See, I'm just thinking something that could go to dinner, could go to work. You have to think of different levels of elevation. Yeah, yep, multipurpose. Yep. And for that's girls, that's more difficult than guys. Yeah, that's true. That's why I'm thinking of a comfortable shoe, a skirt, <laughs> a turtleneck, which is I mean, like a ideally,
0: like if I mean, ideally, if I'm being real, I'm wearing jogger sweatpants, a hoodie, and, I don't know, moccasins.
1: What a luxury for us to is even think about this. Which is basically what my this. quarantine
0: outfit is. I was just
1: going to say, what a luxury for us to even think about this, because we may be wearing sweatpants for the rest of our lives. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, i have literally, have currently been wearing the outfit I just described most days, I would say, during quarantine.
1: I mean, the only fashion thing that I've purchased is a fedora to cover my roots.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've purchased, I mean, this, for, for me, there's no point in purchasing any clothes, right? I'm not, <laughs> I don't need any more clothes, I mean, anything, I just need more sweatpants.
1: So I'm doing this thing with the charity that I support, the Little Bit Foundation. They were supposed to have a 5K coming up, so they're doing a virtual 5K, and i of my instagram story that i was going to do it and encourage other people to sign up and a guy dm'd me and was like oh i signed up and you know my only issue with signing up is that the question at the end you had to sign, get a shirt that they're going to mail you he's like and i didn't know if, if i should pick a large or an extra large because of the quarantine vibe and i said well running will definitely keep you in the large and not the extra large but i wonder how many people after this are going to have to shop for clothes and i mean bigger clothes because they've been inside just cooking and eating all the time
0: there was a professional soccer player who's always sort of, his weight is sort of fluctuated and he's never in great shape, but he's really good. And he had this quote, um, his name's Eden Hazard, he played for Real Madrid. He had this quote about basically how tough quarantine has been because he keeps eating too many rolls. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's really hard like walking past the pantry and not eating a roll. And I'm like, imagine like he's a professional athlete, like, imagine the dude's that are just regular guys because I know I'm like I've been crushing cheese its and whatever stuff but like I also try to be fit right I try to work out at least a little bit every day and do different things but I'm sure plenty of people aren't there is 100% going to be a boom and I wonder if Destination XL is going to have a huge boom once this <laughs> quarantine is over.
1: Big and tall is going to be popping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep big and tall is going to be back.
1: Big and tall is back. Yeah I don't know I thankfully have not fluctuated i think if anything i've lost some weight
0: do you have a scale
1: i weigh myself every day every morning
0: okay so i've been asking maddie to get a scale like i want a scale i used to have a scale my parents had one i would like always know what my my weight was and ever since i've lived with maddie really ever since i've lived by myself but definitely when i've lived with maddie like we don't have a scale and i, I proposed getting a scale the other day and she was just like i don't know i don't ever want to know how much i weigh yeah I like,
1: she's what? body positive she would not want that it's not about like, the number, what? it's about how you feel. I understand that. For me, it's
0: Yeah, but I want to know.
1: Yeah, for me, it's 100% about the number. Because I know, <laughs> this is how insane it is to be a girl. I know exactly what number I will feel the best at physically. It's not even about what the yeah, number. Yeah, you want to know
0: what your peak is, right? Yeah, like your your, oh. your ideal weight. Steve, and I have that a scary like, number. you have a goal?
1: Every girl has a scary, well, guys probably too, have a scary number. And if I'm even within three pounds of the scary number, I'm like, juice cleanse. Can't even touch the Immediate scary number. Juice Immediate juice <laughs> cleanse. Yeah.
0: I cannot. You just slam the button, juice cleanse. You're
1: like, oh, my God. I ha- I'm driving down the road, and I see exit, scary number. Got to turn around. Got to course correct immediately. And <laughs> I mean.
0: That gets you to recalibrate you?
1: Oh my- well, see, I'm really sneaky short. So for me, the difference in my normal static weight plus five pounds is probably the equivalent to some guys gaining, like, 20 pounds. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and it's not even so much my clothes will fit differently. It's the way I feel. I just feel sluggish and heavy and gross. So I know a number where I'm too skinny. I know a five pound range where I currently exist, and as long where you'd
0: like to exist, yeah, yep. like
1: as long as I'm within that five pound range, we're good. And then I know the scary number, and those and then
0: are then there's CON five. Yeah,
1: honestly, when I left for my Italy trip a couple years ago, I was you know. I was looking towards the Too Skinny number. I had really worked out a lot before I went because I was like, oh, we are... We got a boat day coming out. Uh, like I, plus I'm the type of person before I go on vacation, I lose a bunch of weight. I go on a massive vacation diet so that I can eat everything I yeah. want on vacation. And then when I return, we're back at equilibrium. There's no yeah, like, it's like an oh,
0: anticipatory loss of weight. You know I Because you know, yeah, I get that. that because
1: I don't want to come back and be like, oh, I regret my vacation. I gained 20 pounds. I want to be like, no, we're right back in the comfort zone. You know, I've done all the work. I enjoyed myself and now we're in the comfort zone. But when right. I. Yeah, came now, back, yeah,
0: that's a good call.
1: From Italy, it was like I had gotten back in the comfort zone and then gotten so close to the scary number I could have kissed it. It was like <laughs> it was. I got on scale when I returned and was the like, juice "I mean, I, I was just like, this was excessive. You didn't need all that gelato. <laughs> you didn't need."
0: It. First off, I hate being full, so I don't ever really overeat. I hate being full, hate it, and which is, goes against pretty much all of my Italian background. Yeah, what are you doing? But I, know, I typically, my portion control is pretty good. And then I've, another reason I want the scale is because from high school through college, even after college, when I was living at home for a bit or whatever, I had been the same weight for literally like 10, 15 years. I was the same weight. I would fluctuate like a couple of pounds here and there. Mm-hmm. And that's it. No matter what my workout schedule was like, no matter what diet was like, I was always the same. And I think I'd be pretty close to the same right now, but I don't know. So I want to know.
1: Just order a scale off Amazon. Just don't tell her. Yeah,
0: just just put it in the closet and not tell Maddie. That's a good call.
1: Other couples are fighting about hidden porn. Maddie's going to open the closet and be like, you bought a scale.
0: How dare you?
1: Honestly, how dare you? If you want to know, do it. But I'm going to warn you, it's a slippery slope. Just like any gateway drug, a scale is a gateway drug. No,
0: I'm good. I have have self-control. I know. I know the deal. I'll be all right.
1: I mean, I have to wear myself every day now. And I do it. I would,
0: I would, oh, I would do that. Yeah. First thing when I wake up,
1: because I'm empty, and I'm like, ooh, wow, feeling good First thing in the
0: morning, I would immediately get on the scale.
1: Yeah, that's what I do. And it's such an unrealistic number, because you've been sleeping for hopefully eight hours and haven't eaten anything, so you're at your lightest. But I also find, yeah, it's a good way to start the day when you're like, oh, wow, I can definitely eat that cinnamon roll today.
0: Exactly, yeah. Bring on the English muffins. Let's do this.
1: Okay, so we are going to end this with a quarantine house, We'll explain in a second. But before we do that, we definitely have to revisit SEMP.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, just for some context. I forget how this even came up, but I have been seeing the word simp everywhere, right? It's all over social media. Where, you know, it's, it's all over. I'm sure it's all over TikTok, even though I'm not there. And I just assumed, like, when you think of simp, like, I would just think of, like, oh, it's like an idiot. Like, it's like a, you know, oh, he's a simp. Like, he's, like, basic. That's what I thought that it meant, because I would try to use context clues because I would see it in sentences. And mm-hmm. I'd be, like, oh, this person's, like, a simp or whatever. And the way that it was used, just kind of, like, a new version of the term basic. Boy, was I wrong.
1: Boy, were you wrong.
0: (laughs) It's even better, though. Did you have
1: immediate people listen to the pod hit you up and be like, that is not what simp
0: means? No. So I actually ended up looking it up. Why did I end up looking it up? Because I had tweeted, like, I also explained to Michelle incorrectly what simp is. And I looked it up right after that. And I'm mad because the actual definition is a hundred times better than what the one I thought it was.
1: So I did not go to the Internet because I was like, I'm going straight to the source and that's a tween. So I texted my yeah, friend. Yeah, did some journalism. Yeah, I did some journalism, right? I needed a source on the story. So I texted my friend Claire, whose daughter, Ella, I believe is in seventh grade. And I said, can you ask Ella what a simp is? And she was like, oh, I know what it is because Ella talks about simps every day. It's a very, very common thing to talk about. And so a simp, do you want to read the definition or do you want me to describe it?
0: Um, okay, so at least on Urban Dictionary, a simp is a man that puts himself in a subservient, submissive, submissive position under women in hopes of winning them over without the female bringing anything to the table. Or it's a man who puts too much value on a female for no reason, otherwise known as the guy who puts pose before bros. Yes. Incredible, incredible term.
1: Yeah. It's unrequited love.
0: Yes, yes. And I feel like that is there are so many dudes, and it's it's worse now with Instagram. Like I feel like there are so many dudes that are like that now. So I didn't know we, that we needed this new term, simp, but we absolutely needed it because there are so many dudes on Instagram, one being Kyle Kuzma like firing at every freaking Instagram model that there is. It's the term that I didn't know we needed, but we absolutely needed it.
1: We needed simp, and I think everybody knows a simp, right? Now that we know oh what God. it is, you know what a simp is. I also don't understand those famous people shooting their shot publicly. You're verified you can slide into the
0: DMs. I think guys do it, especially athletes, because they know that, like, some stupid blog is going to write a post about it, and it's going to get them to the pub, too, right? You know, oh, like, Tyler Harrow shot his shot with Instagram model so-and-so. And I don't know. I can't even believe the websites exist like that. But, that's but I think not they a, do it because they know people are going to talk about it. But
1: that's not good pub.
0: No, I think it is good pup, because then everyone's like, oh, look at this dude. He's a, he's the man. He's he's shooting his shot.
1: But if there's not a follow-up being like, and now they're hooking up, it's like, but he shot it, and it was an air ball.
0: Yeah, but nobody cares about that. It's all about the shot. It's all about the shoot your shot. That's is it? That's all anybody cares about. Okay, mama 100%. mentality, calm down. Well, no, I'm not saying that that's right, but I'm saying that that is how we treat it. Everyone's like, oh, you know, do you, bro? Get yours. Find your own, you know, whatever. Get your money. That is literally what everyone is celebrating it's not the end it's not actually whether or not it worked out or not It's that you shot your shot So that is what is valuable in today's day and age
1: maybe in a in the dude's mind okay you shot your shot but did it go in are you the splash brothers or are you shooting air balls
0: yeah we're not keeping we're not keeping percentages here i feel like it's just the only percentage that matters is whether or not you shot or not literally it is the kobe mentality
1: See, uh, I don't know because I have you a lot 100% of guys.
0: Of the shots you don't take, Michelle.
1: I have a lot of guys shooting their shot at me, especially <clears> in the DMs. <throat> a lot of guys quarantined shooting their shots in the DMs, oh, and it okay. is bad. And okay. I'm just like, I wish I you not would not doubt have that. shot. Like, you I know what? Don't doubt
0: that, Maybe but, stay on the bench. But here's what's going to happen is that dude is going to go to his friends and be like, hey, I shot my shot with Michelle. He's going to be like, nice. He's not going to ask, like, what happened. It's like, oh, dude, I shot my shot. Okay, so 100%. If
1: a guy, if one of your dudes said to you, hey, this girl who works in media that I've never met before, and I follow on Instagram that does not follow me back, I sent her a huge long note explaining why we should be together what do you think? You would respond, way to shoot your shot. You wouldn't be like, wow, are you a serial that. killer? That's incredibly weird.
0: No, I would not do that, but I'm not a simp, Michelle. That's why. <laughs> that's but I'm why. saying
1: you think these simps would have bros and their circles saying, that's weird as hell. Don't do that. You are not going to get a girl that way. You might Sims get on a registered simps. offenders list, but you will not get a girl.
0: Simps hang with simps, Michelle. That's all I could say oh is that that is, that is what...
1: Mind blown. Do something hang with simps?
0: Yeah, it's like, exactly. That's, the, you know, they fly together. They do their thing. So I wouldn't know because I'm not a simp. I'm trying to think if I know. I mean, I definitely know simps. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, like, good friends See, with any of them. I didn't think but. simps
1: would flock together. I thought it was one of those things where there was a simp in every crew, and you just would be like, yeah, you know, Benny's a simp, but he's our simp.
0: That's probably true, too, though. No, you're probably right. Like, there's some dude in a frat who, like, oh, that's a simp of our frat. That dude has no self-respect, like is willing to just basically do bend over backwards to, like, please this girl or whatever. That's probably true, too.
1: Yeah, everybody, I think, knows a simp. Because if simps hung out together, it would be... You know how it's like when athletes get together, they say, like, oh, the testosterone level in this group is on 10 or whatever, like all these competitive guys. Imagine the simp energy. If all simps were hanging out, they would be. Big simp energy. A big simp energy. They would be egging each other on. They'd be like, you know what? You sending her that note is not enough. You need to show up at her house. You need to send
0: her a flower.
1: Like the simp energy is actually something I'm that really afraid of. That is big simp of.
0: energy right there. Yep. That is showing up unannounced at a house because you think that that's going to work, is definitely big simp energy.
1: Oh, I've had that happen before, not to my house, thank God, but to events. I've definitely had some big simp energy, and it's very frightening.
0: That was a lot of experience with Sims. Why are Sims only interested in you? That's very strange.
1: Because I have a generic face. I look there not you threatening. Go.
0: We've, come full, we've come full circle.
1: I look like, I, you, I've been getting Rose Byrne a lot lately. People, like, I don't know if it's just oh, that's a good one. Bridesmaids it's on Netflix and people are watching it. People are like, I've never told you you look like Rose Byrne. I'm like, yes, 30 strings. Okay, I
0: actually think that's the best one of them all.
1: You I, See, I think I look nothing like Rose Byrne at all.
0: Um, I don't think you guys are like doppelgangers, but I think that I see more of that her than Natalie Portman.
1: Here are some that I've gotten, and you can tell me if there's anyone more than more or less than Rose Byrne. I've gotten Rose Byrne, Natalie Portman. I've gotten um, shoot, Blair Waldorf. What's her name? Leighton Meester. A lot.
0: Oh, I can see that. I like like Rose Byrne better.
1: Blair Waldorf. Um. Once, I got Minka Kelly, which I think I look nothing like her other than brown hair. Uh, I've gotten Demi Moore. I've gotten uh, some... Demi
0: Moore, I don't see. That, that to me, is... I think I don't it's the voice.
1: I have a deep voice, so people thought that. Maybe. I got... Who's that woman that was on... Oh, Robin Mead on TV. I got her. Don't think I look anything Wait, like her. Wait, what is she in? She's like a news anchor. Look her up. Indeed. I look nothing like her.
0: I think... Rose, what's her last name, Byrne?
1: Yeah, Rose Byrne.
0: I think that's a good one. I think Leighton Meester's a good one. Here's the thing. You can literally name any any girl that looks like she was in a sorority and is a brunette, and that's going to be a Michelle lookalike.
1: I know. And I actually, if you put us side by side, look nothing like these people.
0: I kind of felt the same way about myself. I used to get, like, random people would tell me I looked like Jacoby Ellsbury. That was a big one back in the day. What? Oh, yeah. I would get random people on the street that would be like, you look just like Jacoby Ellsbury.
1: You don't. Is it because of his hair? I don't know. Your I don't faces know. look nothing alike.
0: I'm just telling you the way it is. I was in, uh, where was I? Martha's Vineyard, maybe? No, where the hell was I? I anyway, I was wearing, and I, yeah, I was wearing a baseball hat or whatever. I don't think it was a Red Sox hat. And this dude was like, you look like Jacoby Ellsbury." And I'm like, well, thank you. I'm not, but I appreciate that. And he's a good-looking dude, so I took it. I was like, this is great. I'll take this. Place for the Red Sox at a time. Then play for the Yankees. Well, I've also, but then here's the here's the variety that I get. I've I've gotten Jimmy Kimmel, which I don't think I look anything like Jimmy what? Kimmel. What I know. Whoever I know, said wild. that,
1: you have to wonder if they need LASIK.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I don't think I look anything like Jimmy Kimmel. You
1: look nothing like Jimmy Kimmel.
0: I would I mean, agree. Dark
1: hair. That's literally it.
0: <laughs> so that's for you. It's like any you know one with a what a generic face looks like they were in a sorority. For me, it's anyone with dark hair who has kind of bushy eyebrows.
1: Yeah. All right. I could see it.
0: Yeah. So that's so we all we all get put in the box, Michelle.
1: Yeah. Listen, when people say I look like these gorgeous people, I take it. But then I internally know that I look nothing like them. And I just look like the person that was the cutout that was in the picture frame you just bought. The anonymous yep. person. And then you're just because I think when people see someone with a non-threatening, familiar looking face, like a generic face like mine, they want to place it. It's just this inherent Instinct that you have to say you connect to, the, to this person, and even though it's not similar at all, it makes you feel like yes, I've done it.
0: See, I don't have any, I don't have any inclination or instinct to do that. I don't ever think of that when I'm like, hey, I immediately see, I just met, and go, who do they look like?
1: Yeah, you know, I blame the levitard crew because I think the looks like game has no, got no, a no. lot of people to be like, hmm. Who do you look
0: like? Yeah, but that's more like a like they don't actually pinpoint people. They pinpoint like ideas of people.
1: Yeah, true. But I think it's just, you know,
0: maybe. Shout out to the Levitard.
1: Shout out to the Levitard crew. Anyway, all right. So to end this, we did our last pod.
0: We... Oh, wait, hold on. Before we do that, I have to update you on the brunette versus blonde thing for oh, my friend. Oh, okay,
1: on. yes. Please do. Give hey. us a blonde brunette yeah, update before be sure. we wrap this out. All
0: right. So we have, wow. Okay, we have four brunettes. Out of my four friends, all of them said brunette. One of them is married to a blonde girl.
1: No, um, are you serious?
0: Yep. One of the, yep. So brunette, brunette. My friend, one of them said obviously red, but no, really brunette. <laughs> uh, redheads are underrated. I'll say that. Yeah, but all of them, all of them push come to shove say brunette. So I, listen, maybe that's why I had that view. But including me, five out of five say brunette, silver blonde.
1: I'm floored. I'm honestly uh, this is, I'm telling
0: you, this is why I believe this. Because maybe I'm in a bubble and maybe my friends are like the outliers. But I, I'm telling you, I truly believe, especially in the Northeast, it's brunettes.
1: I don't know if they're just more familiar with brunettes and that's why they prefer them. I don't know. Maybe it's familiarity. What no, there's word? like a connotation
0: around brunettes. There's a connotation around brunettes that they're, and again, we are totally stereotyping here. But the whole blondes have fun and brunettes, you know, are like the girl that you want to marry. I think that that is very much true.
1: Right. So you would think if you were going up to a girl at a bar, you would go for a blonde over a brunette. If you're just focusing on those generalizations.
0: Uh, I don't right. know. Maybe it depends on what time you are in your life. Like if you're younger and you're not looking for, you know, a long-term solution, maybe. But even for, I could tell you right now that all five of us, even if it was just at a bar, would do that. Wow. Again, it totally changed. If you're in the South and you're like in, you know, you're, you're at Ole Miss, you live in Oxford or wherever, you're, I'm sure like everyone there has the bleach blonde hair. That's what they're going to do. And that's probably what it is. But in the Northeast, I'm telling you, it's Brunette. Hmm. So you need to. Maybe you should move back here. I'm just saying. Maybe you have more luck.
1: Did I miss out on my chance <laughs> to be?
0: <laughs> to you be just fired crawling on around Hartford, looking. This is what happened. You 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 didn't go out enough. You kept going to New York every weekend. If you just stayed in Hartford, you never know.
1: Yeah, I know. I remember I would come in on Fridays, and Priscilla would come into the meeting and be like, "What time's your train?" And I was like, "Damn it." <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, listen, that somebody is. gave you horrifically bad advice and told you to live in Hartford, so I can't. I mean, if I, I had st- known you then, I would have told you that was the opposite of what you— literally the exact opposite of what you should have done.
1: I still don't understand what the difference is, and maybe this is because I'm not a town. nobody
0: goes out in Hartford. Sure, no one, but I live six minutes away. This is a eccentric conversation now, but Hartford, you, Hartford might as well have been fucking St. Louis to people in Connecticut. Nobody goes out in Hartford.
1: People go out in St. Louis, let me tell you.
0: But well, got, not, I'm just saying, like that, that, I'm talking about like the distance. Like it was nobody, six like and Hart, like West Hartford. The scene in West Hartford is totally different than it is in Hartford. And they're, you're right. They're literally six minutes apart. But I, it's it's hard to explain. You need to be in the scene. You need to be in it. It's like it's like if you're living in. I'm sure there are, like, shitty parts of St. Louis, right, that nobody wants to live in, and there are cool parts of St. Definitely. Louis. It's like, if you live in a shitty part of St. Louis, it's not as good. It's not as funny. You're not going to have as much of a fun time or, like, be around people that are around your age. Hartford is exactly that. Hartford is, like, the equivalent to the shitty part of St. Louis. Okay. So you screwed up. Just saying. Too bad I didn't know you, Dan.
1: Yeah, too bad that I took the train every weekend to escape central Connecticut and hang out in one of the best cities in the world. My yeah, bad. but,
0: how, I mean, listen, how'd that turn out? Listen, it's not like you said that it, was, it didn't, wasn't super successful there. I guarantee you it would have had more success I mean,
1: it's not that I was, you know, in a dry desert in New York. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what true. I mean? I mean, we don't need to get into that, but it's not like I was struggling. I'm just saying guys didn't really come and hit on me at bars. That's
0: all. That's fair. Well, they would have definitely done that in West Hartford. I'll tell you that right now. It's a very small scene.
1: Right. But see, this is okay. We're just going to put a bow on this before we get to our quarantine house. But that's exactly why I didn't go out in Hartford is because I could never have the separation of church and state ever, ever. (laughs) You've gone West Hartford and it's all ESPN people. It's all ESPN people or people that know people from ESPN. And I'm just not down with that.
0: That's fine. As someone who did date someone from work and married that person, I never even would have known who Maddie was if it wasn't for going out in West Arford.
1: Okay, well, you obviously win this argument. <laughs> <laughs> because you found the love have, of your life yeah. and married her.
0: But I have the hard word to show it, yes. Damn it. Well, yeah, just saying.
1: she left ESPN right after that. You guys started dating, right?
0: That's true. That's true. She did. Because
1: so. it would have been different, I think, had you had to— you know, like what if you and I were going I to talk about her. Thursday at didn't the matter. calf? It doesn't
0: matter. I would I never ever saw her. So it wouldn't have mattered.
1: Right, but what if we rolled up you, me and Bubba to Taco Thursday at the calf and then you see Maddie across the way with her friends sitting at another table, then it's like, Oh, do I go sit with Maddie or do I sit with Michelle and Bubba? What oh, do I do? Maddie
0: would have told Maddie will tell you this right now. I would have ignored Maddie for sure. I would you, have you,
1: <laughs> you would have ignored your girlfriend at work.
0: Yeah, you could text her right now and be like, Would would Steve have hung out with you at work? And the answer you'd be like, Absolutely not. He would in fact do the opposite. he would act like he didn't know you
1: yeah i could see it and then i would be the one being so weird about it being like let's all sit together
0: (laughs) well yeah and then i'd be like and then i would not sit with anyone i would just go back to the studio
1: yeah you'd be eating alone in the studio okay so we ended the podcast last week with our top three most annoying social media trends during quarantine one of the things that has developed that is I mean, it's kind of fun, but it's also kind of annoying because it's overdone already. That's the thing about these trends is because we're all stuck and everyone's doing the same thing at the same time. So everything gets overdone really quickly.
0: Yeah, like pick three.
1: Right. So one of the things that people have been doing is they give random groups of five people and it says pick your quarantine house. And so Steve and I thought we should do a spin on that where you have to... Curate the absolute worst house to be quarantined in. Who are the five people that you would just not want to be stuck in a house with? And we'll just throw it out to the people. Who wins, you or me?
0: So I had three as of last night, and I woke up this morning and I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do some. I'm going to do some soul searching, and I think I found the worst one. I think I already had the worst one because I told you that, and this, this is what sort of stemmed the entire conversation. But I am very proud of my five.
1: Okay, well, if you're so proud, why don't you go first?
0: All right, should I start with the person that basically was the reason we're doing this?
1: Yes, you can explain
0: it. All right, so I don't even know how we were talking about this, but girls came up, right? Why were we talking about, we were texting about girls.
1: Because I asked you if you had watched Euphoria. And I was like, everybody loves this show, and it's really tough for me to get through. And you said, I don't know if I would like it, but then again, I did like girls. And my response was, past season one?
0: And my response was no, and <laughs> which which leads to my number one worst person. Not I'm not even putting these in order, but I feel like a lot of people would say this is number one. But the first person of my five that would be the worst to quarantine with for me is Lena Dunham. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the problem with Lena Dunham is she's going to say a bunch of shit that you don't want to hear. She's probably going to offend you. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure we don't have a single thing in common, except that we both like the first season of Girls. But If that show, and I think that show was a lot like who she was as a person. If that was any indication of what she's like as a roommate, that's a hard freaking pass for me. She is annoying. She's abrasive. She's always naked. Hard pass for me. So my number one, I think a runaway for worst quarantine person to be with is Lena Dunham.
1: Yeah. I mean, imagine you saying something like, wow, my legs are so white. I'm so pale. And naked Lena Dunham saunters up to you in quarantine and says, why do they have to be white?
0: Well, it gotta be wet. Yep. Yeah. No, she's going to 100% offend you. She's gonna say something that's super extreme, and I feel like I would be able to handle it for the time being for small doses. But if I was forced to be quarantined with her, shit would go down. Okay. There would be fireworks.
1: I mean, that's a good one. So, honestly, I don't know if I can beat you because of that selection. But I think
0: I beat it though. I think I have somebody else who beat that. I'll do it. I'll do that first person last.
1: Oh, so you want to do snake draft again?
0: Yeah, I do snake draft.
1: OK, so this is obviously recency bias, but I am bringing it up because I think it will hit different because we've been in quarantine for a while and most people that listen to this podcast will know who I'm talking about. Imagine being quarantined with Jessica from Love is Blind.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good one. That's a good one. Just I mean, to, as long as it. she doesn't drink, though, as no, long as she doesn't Steve, drink, we're in quarantine. I think you OK. We're
1: in quarantine. Everyone is drinking. I am soaked well, hi, in wine booth. right now. No, you can't. I mean, let's just, we have to be realistic about this. Everyone is drunk. We're all drunk. We're all miserable. I mean, think about it. She would be crying the whole time that she's, Alone and then I'd have be to be complaining like complaining about her age. Yeah, you had Mark. You had Mark. You could be with Mark. You could be quarantined with Mark. But think about being stuck with her for a month. Drunk, Messica from Love Is Blind for a month. You wouldn't like it. I can promise you that.
0: No, that's a great call. She would be a nightmare to be around. For mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Great call. Not quite Lena Dunham, but definitely there.
1: All right. Who do you have next?
0: All right. Uh hold on, I'm gonna bring up my list here. Okay. So this is more of a category than is a specific person. But I do have a few people that I will throw out. Okay. The idea of it was celebrity trainer. So Jillian Mm -hmm. Michaels, Mm -hmm. Bob Harper, Tony Horton, those type of people you name any any one of those people, celebrity trainer, like motivational people. Like, I don't want any of those people in my life during a quarantine. I get it. I should be working out. and I should be making the most of my time. But I don't need you in my face shoving in your abs and eating all of your, like, no-carb diet and, you know, doing your thing. I don't need that shoved in my face every day during a quarantine. And I don't need you telling me that I need to attack the day and make the most out of it and blah, 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 blah. I don't need that. I know I should be doing that, and it probably would be better off for me. But I would I mean, if I had to deal with that for more than a week, I would lose my mind. So I'm going celebrity trainer and insert whoever you want. there as my number two choice.
1: OK, that's a good one. And I'm glad we went with more of just a characteristic and a generalization that is a specific person, because my second person that you would not want to be quarantined with. And this doesn't apply to me necessarily because I love my boss. But insert your boss. Okay, yep. Good call. If you were stuck in your house with your boss, everyone is stressed out about their jobs, and, you know, we are all working from home. But working from home is a very, very complicated nugget to crack every day, and I feel like people are not working and... Effective ways or ways that they normally would so if your boss was stuck in there with you and monitoring everything You're doing and how you're doing it. That would be really tough But again, shout out Tommy my boss is awesome. So I wouldn't mind it He would probably laugh at me, but I think for other people that would be very stressful.
0: Yeah, because you couldn't be comfortable, right? You couldn't just chill. Like, you'd always feel like you'd have to be doing something. Yes. Great choice. Even if you like your boss, you don't want to live with your boss.
1: Think about it. If you're if you're saying to yourself, okay, I have these five things I need to get done today. I'm going to do one, and then I'm going to watch The Real Housewives of New York, and then I'll get to the other four. You still wouldn't want to do that with your boss around.
0: Great call. Great call. Now, I'm going to continue on the theme of generalizations, although this one obviously is very specific to me and will be specific to anyone. Okay. Um, I actually put in i think it would be a disaster now my sister rachel is currently living this at our home she lives in new york city but she has kind of come back to connecticut during the quarantine to get out of there yeah and she's losing her mind living with my parents and my listen my parents are the best i love my parents they're awesome they're incredible obviously you'd get great meals cooking would be great like things would be all right but the constant bombardment of questions we deal with text message questions, now Zoom call questions. If I had to literally be in the same room as them for, a, for or a same house as them for an entire month, dealing with all of the things that your parents put you through, I think I would blow a gasket, and it would not be good for my health. And again, <laughs> love my parents, absolutely love my parents, but I don't think it would, at 31, with all the things that I do and know now, if I had to be quarantined with my parents, it would be a nightmare scenario.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love my parents, too, but I think it would be it would be a lot. Plus, I mean, if we're getting like super deep into this, I would be so worried about them getting sick every day, which I well, already that, yeah. am, that I would be like, I I think I would annoy them more than they would annoy me because they would get a package and I would be like, what are you doing? Wipe that down. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's almost like there would be a reversal in roles because they're more susceptible to this, obviously. So I would be. You know, I would be the one side-eyeing my dad, like, why are you eating beef jerky? Shouldn't you be snacking on kale? You know, <laughs> let's get your yeah, immune well, system up. They would probably hate me that, more than I would hate them.
0: My mom has already nine times been like, you know, during the time, isn't, wouldn't this be a good time? Maybe she should go back to school. Maybe she should do that. I'm like, Mom, stop. Stop. And I can only imagine if you were, if, if it was a situation where, like, you're single, if you are with my mom, she would be trying to literally hook you up with somebody every single day. Not oh even God. every day, like, multiple times a day, she would be, like, throwing different names at you and asking you about why you're single.
1: Every time I've talked to my mom, she'll be like, so, you know, have you seen anyone? Are you chatting with anyone? What's the deal? Think
0: about that nonstop.
1: Oh, I just smile and laugh every time. I can't even control my face because I just think it's so funny because she's trying to be so sly with it and, like, cool about it. But I can feel her desperation (laughs) that she's just like, oh, so this is a good time for you to chat chat with people like, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> maybe maybe Bumble. I don't know. Let's right. Or see I, <laughs> be like, I know this nice boy down the street.
1: Right. Okay. So wait, am I up
0: next? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think I've I've done three. Yep.
1: Okay. So uh, next for me on the list, we've already talked about him this podcast, but it's OJ Simpson. And it- <laughs> <laughs> wow. So uh, for two reasons, Life or death. for two reasons, uh, yeah. Because when you're quarantined with people, you obviously want to kill them. There's going to be a moment in every day where you want to kill them. And I would just be afraid for that moment to come if I'm quarantined with OJ. Also, I'm sure a lot of people have seen this. In quarantine, what did we all do? We watched Tiger King. I don't need OJ Simpson's Carol Baskin commentary, okay? If we're sitting up in quarantine and we're watching Tiger King, I don't need OJ to turn, look down the couch, and look into my eyes and be like, yeah, Carol Baskin, she did it. All right, OJ, we're good on this one.
0: We're good, juice. The OJ's not going to kill someone a second time though, right? You got to fit He got away with murder one time. I feel like Um, I'm sorry, I, Steve. Have
1: you ever seen Double Jeopardy? Amazing Ashley Judd vehicle. You can't
0: I actually have. Yeah, Yeah,
1: you can't. Well, I guess it was a different person. You could definitely yeah, I was say, you Okay. That didn't apply. Murder it didn't apply, yeah. but shout out Double Jeopardy. That's a really good movie.
0: <laughs> it's good. shout out, shout out to Ashley Judd. Um, but he what well, that was about the, okay. the same person. Yeah, that's he, right. He, if he tried to kill that's you right. or killed you, he would be charged for that.
1: But you know what? The problem is, is that we're all locked up so people wouldn't find my body for a while. So he could just be like, she died of natural causes. She choked down a grave. That is
0: true. Like, hey, she left an hour. She went crazy. Right.
1: So that O.J.'s definitely
0: on the list. All right. O.J. OJ is not one I thought was going to be picked, but I, you've convinced me that it would be a terrible person to be a roommate with.
1: Yeah, I don't know um, anyone that's listening to this is going to be like, you know what, I don't know. I think
0: it would be awesome to be locked up OJ? with OJ. Sneaky cool, yeah. He's got great content on Twitter. You know, he actually could be kind of fun. No, nobody's saying that. No one's saying that. Um, all right, so you. So this is my number four. You have, you said Jessica from Love Is Blind. I actually have Barnett. I feel oh. like Barnett would be terrible to be a roommate with. And I'll, let me explain. Think about if you had to listen to his bad jokes 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. You have to listen to Barnett talking like an idiot all day i would lose you know you know me i don't have the patience for that i would i I mean i just couldn't deal with it and then he also kind of seems like the type of roommate that like maybe doesn't clean up his shit probably leaves dishes in the sink and eats your food so i think barnett would be a horrific person what is the redeeming quality of having barnett around during a quarantine there is not one
1: You know, but see, I ended up liking him at the end because I thought that he was loyal, he was ride or die for Amber, and he seemed financially stable. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be mad talking to Barnett about my stock portfolio and, like, what's going on with with the economy. I just, I think that there's more depth to him, and I think that he was, I mean, honestly, the more that I've reflected on Barnett, I think he was kind of a dork that was cool by proxy because he was tall and muscly and played baseball, but he seems like kind of a dork that never really got a lot of attention from girls, or if he did, wasn't comfortable with it. And then when all of these girls liked him, he kind of was a kid in a candy shop and didn't know what to do.
0: No, he's a try whose jokes aren't very funny. And you're right. I actually ended up not disliking him as much as I did at the start at the end of the show. But that doesn't mean I want to live with him. And I honestly feel like his dorkiness and my attitude would just not pair well together.
1: So it's funny that you picked him and the reasoning why, because my next pick is kind of similar, definitely in a similar vein. I would not want to be locked up with any member of the show and Practical Jokers.
0: Okay, so I've never seen that show, but I, I kind of feel like I wouldn't like it.
1: Don't waste your time. Okay, there's a couple hot takes that I have that upset people. One of the hot takes that I have is that Friends is incredibly overrated. It's not a good show, it's not funny. It,
0: it's just, that is it, your best take ever. It's not funny, and it's uncomfortable to watch. It's if, actually a bad show.
1: If someone is still dying on the Friends Hill, it tells you all you need to know about them is that they don't really have an evolved sense of comedy yeah. or or they're clinging on to some nostalgia from you know NBC Thursday nights eating tacos with their family, which is fine, you, but it's just, from a critical standpoint, it's not a good show.
0: If you're thinking about watching Friends, just, I have some advice. Just don't and watch Scrubs instead. You'll thank me later.
1: Okay, I've never seen Scrubs, but I will I will try it out. But the people that like friends, if you're looking at the Venn diagram, the people that like friends and the people that like impractical jokers, the circles are on top of each other.
0: The that's fr- a that's a great point.
1: Yeah, the friends crowd loves impractical jokers. I have watched impractical jokers because people are like, it's hilarious. It's not funny. It is not i've never laughed out loud one time okay so imagine being locked up with one of these guys that thinks that they're funny and you're all pissed off and you just want to wake up and get to your mimosa or get to 4 p.m so you can crack open a beer and just exist in quarantine and then you're walking to the bathroom and someone jumps out and they perform a really shitty joke on you and they're recording it on their phone for their youtube channel that would suck Having so, someone in there that thinks they're funny and that they're plotting really, really terrible, non-funny jokes against you to then upload on their YouTube channel.
0: That's really funny because I put – these are kind of similar and the Venn diagram would sort of overlap because I put – and I didn't ultimately keep this in my group because I have one left and it's not this. But some of my honorable mentions were teenage TikTok celebrity and <laughs> – like Instagram comedian or like basically what are you know, internet comedian, whatever you want to say, because I would not want to be around the content creation of those people. It would, it would bother the shit out of me in the same way that I feel like the impractical jokers thing, like they would be doing improv things on you and it would be so fucking annoying to be around. So yes, great call. I have never seen the show. I'd never thought it was for me. I probably won't see it now because the friends analogy seems really great. And seems like a great deterrent for me to not watch it. So I think all of those three groups of people we should put into the same one and say, no chance you would want to be quarantined with them. Yeah, no. They're just they're all out. All terrible. Okay. This is my final one. And this might give Lena Dunham a run for her money for Ooh. the number one spot here. Okay. And that is Brooklyn Nets Guard Kyrie Irving. <laughs> because <sighs> that's listen, a that's a good he, one. He is super moody, super moody. I mean, I don't know if you remember the story about they were in China. During the preseason, before all that shit went down, and they were taking a team photo, and the guy taking the picture was like, "Hey, Kyrie, could you take your hat off?" And he was such a dick. This, I, listen, this could be total, you know, BS, but this is a story that came from a, an alleged teammate saying that he refused to take his hat out and told the photographer to just Photoshop it off afterwards. So that's the kind of that's the kind of moodiness we're talking about when talking about Kyrie Irving. He also is always going to think he's smarter than you. He's going to be reading all these stupid books and be quoting them constantly at you to try to impress you or make you think that he's smart. He's extremely passive aggressive and he believes the earth is flat. He has all these stupid theories about why we're being duped by the U.S. government and all this different stuff. There are so many reasons why Kyrie Irving would be the worst roommate. I honestly think he might be number one in the show.
1: Yeah, that is truly a great pick. And I don't know if I can beat it. For several reasons. One, you're so right. And didn't his Earth is Flat theory come from a YouTube deep dive that he went on?
0: Yeah. And then he said he was joking, but he clearly was not joking. Clearly
1: was not joking. But, um, I mean, we've all been going on YouTube deep dives during this time. Imagine what else. Come on. Yeah, but, I mean, imagine what else he's been dabbling in that he will have a strong conviction about and really need to sit you down and explain to you why he believes this.
0: Yeah, think about the time he would have to formulate all these new theories and opinions and watch all these stupid YouTube think about the time he would have. And then he would want to try to convince you to be a part of his crazy thing. And I, it, again, like Lena Dunham, I just think is shitty and whatever it is what she is. But Kyrie, the day-to-day wear that he would have on you, I honestly think Kyrie would be the worst the worst roommate or the worst person to be quarantined with.
1: It's really funny the way that we structured these and the flow because I saved my sports one for last two. <laughs> All right. And I don't know if it's because we both work in sports or what, but I just, I was trying to think when I was constructing my list of who in sports annoys me the most. Who would I hate present day to be locked up with? And I know OJ obviously has a sports lean, but let's be honest. OJ is much more than
0: sports. Yeah, he's bigger than sports. He's bigger than
1: sports. He transcends. Um, I would hate, and I mean hate, to be quarantined with any member of the 2019 Houston Astros. I don't care who it is because think about it. These guys before this went down were so brazen about their speaking of conviction, conviction that they shouldn't be punished for this. They were not sorry about what they did and how they cheated a million fans. And you're going to get one or two things when you're locked up with a Houston Astros cheater. You're either going to get them getting a little buzz and telling you why everybody else is doing this and totally defending themselves, saying this is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Or you're going to get celebratory Houston Astros player that's like, oh my God, by the time we play baseball, everyone's going to be so pumped. They're going to forget all about this. Either way, you hate them and you're pissed and I would just be like you know what Carlos correct people don't forget all right Bregman people don't forget so anytime they open their mouth or did something I didn't like how you know how dare you drink all the almond milk after you cheated in 2019
0: so this one strikes way closer home for you than it does for me like I don't really care that's not that I don't care about their cheating thing I just it doesn't I'm not a baseball guy, so it doesn't really hit home for me the way it does for you. But I do know for you that that would be an absolute nightmare scenario for you. I mean, you the, you would have to interact and deal with the people that have basically crushed the the integrity of your favorite sport uh, yeah. on a day-to-day basis. Okay. And they're like in your face and knowing about it and want to act like they didn't do anything wrong. For you personally, yes, I think that is 100% true. They would be a terrible person. be. Well, they would all – listen, plus you'd have like what? 30 are you talking about like all of them together or just one
1: any of them choose any of them but really like the L2 Bregman. Bregman's yeah like yeah. those guys yeah. that were very yeah. forthcoming like what well I'm fine yeah. or like yes terrible. the PR staff gave me this sheet that I'm gonna read but I'm I'm not sorry about it
0: the good thing is I think they might stay out of your hair like they might just sort of like no. be kind of to themselves but you would still have to live day to day with the annoyance and the weird guilt that you are living with of Cheater.
1: The only positive that could potentially come out of my house, if I'm locked up with all those five people that we named, is that maybe one of the impractical jokers would steal the Cheater's World Series ring, and then I think that would be funny.
0: Yeah, that would come full. That actually would be a great situation.
1: But anything else, I'm just hating my life. I'm. It's literally, that is a nightmare scenario, all of those people.
0: I had one other sort of honorable mention, but I, I don't think and I don't think it's strong enough to be in there, but um I actually have Tom Brady. Oh, speaking I of another sports one.
1: Why? Because of Tampa.
0: Well, because he seems incredibly corny. One, yes, Tampa Brady or Tampa Tom. What was this Tampa Brady, right? Which yeah. is just terrible. I mean, just awful. And of course he goes and he and he, you know, gets the trademark for it. But also No, it's Tampa
1: Bay or Tampa Brady.
0: It's one or the other. Yeah, okay, he's got not. two Why names. Why does he to do Tampa Brady? Uh, be- that seems fine.
1: Be- because anyway. they're both stupid. And, but he trademarked I mean, they're both all of them. That's a
0: good point. But, Tampa's but Not only that. Not only do I feel like he's incredibly corny and we probably wouldn't have anything in common. But then he would also bring his avocado ice cream bullshit and the TV-12 stuff. So he kind of overlaps a little bit with the personal trainer kind of thing. Because you know that. He would be like getting his mental reps in and he would be doing yeah. all these things and he'd probably make me feel like a lazy piece of shit living with him and he'd make me feel like i was eating like shit even if i wasn't so just from a like a standpoint and he's obviously an incredibly good looking guy yeah so from all of those things Hot. living with that guy i don't know if my psyche could handle that
1: true but see i think about things like this imagine that guy's rolodex i would just say tom we're locked up a couple beers won't kill you let's get a little drunk and do facetime roulette like let's see in your contacts but you know what who we can dial up because no one's is gonna tom, hit ignore on a tom brady facetime
0: yeah you're right but is tom grady is, is tom brady cool i don't know I, I think we all have this perception of him being cool because he looks cool and he's stylish and he's obviously an attractive guy and he plays quarterback, and he's won a bunch of Super Bowls. So like, right. he, he, you automatically think like, oh, he's a cool guy to hang with. But I don't think I've ever heard any stories of anyone saying Tom Brady's like you know like the, you know the stories of guys or girls or whatever. It's like, oh, you you need to get a beer with that person, right? Like they're a great person to have a beer with, sit down with, chat, talk about life with. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that about Tom Brady. So
1: do you remember when they did those tales of Tom ESPN? All those stories about him, and one of his teammates said that he's never seen anyone chug a beer faster than Tom Brady. I think he'd be. I think Tom Brady is just so singular-minded in his quest for greatness that he never lets himself go. I mean, he does not enjoy pasta. He doesn't slam beers like the rest of us. He doesn't do the Gronk thing because he's so focused on maintaining and preserving his body that I think well, that when he retires, I think Tom would be a terrific time not. But to he's not do the retired.
0: Platter. He's not retired though. That's right. the problem. If he was retired, and that actually gave me a great point. I think Gronk would be a worse quarantine person than brady would be so that i actually he's a because he yeah it'd be fun like for the first day or two but then that whole get that whole act gets real fast
1: oh my god you'd go outside to do a jog and you'd come and you'd be like rob why did you flip my mattress off my bed
0: yeah like everyone's high and doing fucking drugs in the middle of the living room and there's like strobe lights and it's just this fucking gronk party cruise in your living room you're just trying to do some work get some sleep and here's gronk just doing his gronk thing it would be fun For a couple of days and then you would absolutely resent him
1: well you know what it's like vegas or spring break after three to five days you have to go back to normal yeah with gronk same thing you just you don't have the energy to sustain it like he has superhuman sustainability when it comes to partying
0: yeah no would not would not jive with anything that i was doing currently
1: okay so read your five again and then i'll read my five and then we'll see who we think is the winner
0: all right I have Lena Dunham. Uh, I have name whatever celebrity trainer you want. Your parents, <laughs> Barnett from Love Is Blind, and Kyrie Irving.
1: It's amazing that we both chose someone from Love Is Blind and did not consult each other on this beforehand.
0: I know, but I actually do think you're right. Jessica is the better pick, so <laughs> I, I will give you the win on that one. I still think Barnett is a guy I would not want to be quarantined with, but I would be much more miserable being quarantined with Jessica. Yeah. Probably Mark too.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say you hate Mark more. Um, So I have Jessica from Love is Blind, your boss, whoever's listening to this, your boss, any member of Impractical Jokers, O.J. Simpson, and any member of the 2019 cheat in Houston Astros.
0: I think it's pretty close. I do feel like Kyrie is the winner. I I think he would be the absolute worst.
1: You know, I have to tell you, Steve, I think I would choose Kyrie over O.J.
0: I don't think I would. I think (laughs) O.J... Because, again, OJ's not going to murder you. He's just not going to. There's no way that happens twice. <laughs> really? Whereas Kyrie Cra- will make you want happened. to kill yourself.
1: <laughs> Either way, there's a death.
0: <laughs> yeah, like he's going to make you lose your mind. I mean, I, I don't even know what OJ, what does OJ even do? I don't even know. He like,
1: golfs and he posts Twitter videos. That's what he does.
0: Yeah, but that's not like, well, all right, that's not the end of the world. So We can't really golf right now. That's not the problem. But
1: anything he says is annoying when he's talking about the NFL. You're like, hey, OJ, shut up. You got away with murder. Or if he's talking about Tiger King, you're like, oh, really? You're going to judge Carol Baskin? OJ, I don't want to hear it from you. Anything no, I he would says, much you rather, don't want to hear it.
0: I would much rather live with OJ than Jessica.
1: Wow, Steve.
0: Wow. I don't think OJ's that bad. I really don't. <laughs> I think he's. I wouldn't want to do it.
1: I mean, that's the quote that I'm going to tease this podcast with. (laughs) Quote, I don't think OJ is that
0: bad. Hear me out. No, no, no. Uh, Listen, obviously he's a terrible human being. But in comparison to like having to live with somebody for however long, I don't know. I think you could do worse.
1: But you know what? There's no end in sight for this thing.
0: Is it just you two? Actually, we should have prefaced this. Is it just the two of you in a two-bedroom like apartment? No, a, like see, two I pictured the
1: quarantine house, so you got to think about the whole okay. the whole group in the mix.
0: Oh, so if O.J. is in with the rest of the guy, I'm not worried at all. Not worried at all.
1: Really? You think that he's going to try to impress a member of the Houston Astros or something?
0: I just think you can avoid him in the house, you know, whereas I don't think you can avoid Jessica being hammered and slurring her words all over you. Or I don't think that you can avoid Kyrie Irving telling you why the earth is potentially flat, why the government is scamming you and what government really means to you. I, I don't think you can avoid a lot of that stuff. I don't think you can avoid Gronk partying in your fucking living room 24 hours a day. Yeah. Okay,
1: but you know yeah. what, Steve? You know what you can't avoid is the pervasive Steamers. and perpetual fear that if you don't wash the dishes <laughs> correctly, you might get killed.
0: Again, I would not be scared because he's not going to kill another person. He's just not going to. Oh, just Too like after
1: after he got away with murder, he, oh, didn't commit another crime in Vegas and go to jail. Yeah, just no, like that.
0: He might steal your shit, but that's okay.
1: It was, I mean, if you ask him, it was his own shit, am I right? Yeah, he stole his own stuff
0: back. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. But I think we need to leave it up to the fan vote. I do feel like Kyrie Irving is the winner.
1: Honestly, I wish Kyrie would listen to this
0: (laughs) because I I, I, I don't.
1: (laughs) But imagine (laughs) listening to a podcast where someone says they'd rather be quarantined with O.J. Simpson than you. (laughs) Maybe that would cause you to take a severe stock of your life.
0: (laughs) Uh, A normal person, but I don't think Kyrie. I don't. I think Kyrie is who he is.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll let the people decide. Well, this was very insightful. I feel like I learned a lot about you and a lot about society in this podcast.
0: Yeah, listen, O.J., not that bad.
1: Mm, I think he is.
0: I mean, he's a terrible person, but in this context, I wouldn't mind being quarantined with him for a little bit. Jesus. I may regret that, but, hey, we'll never know.
1: You're going to regret. That's going to be something that a year from now I'm going to be like, anytime you're trying to make a sound, succinct argument, I'm going to say you said O.J. Simpson wasn't that bad.
0: (laughs) In in this context, he's not that bad. I will go to my grave, no pun intended. (laughs) Sit back, relax, close your eyes, take a deep breath. It's time for a review on the Small Talk Podcast with Michelle Smallman. Brought to you by Land Rover St. Louis.
1: Steve and I intended for this podcast to only be an hour, but it always ends up going longer than we anticipated. I feel like I should say that's what she said. But can you really, that's what she said it yourself? I don't know. Either way, I just did it. But we keep doing these podcasts, hoping that they'll be shorter, but they end up being longer. So I don't know how you guys prefer it. If you like that sometimes we split it up and stagger it, or if you would prefer it dropped in one big long chunk. I don't know. Shoot us a review. Shoot me a DM. Let me know how you prefer to consume this. Now is the time as we're figuring all of this out. But anyway, thanks again to Steve for the time. Thank you to Anthony for putting this together. And thank you for listening. We will be back in action next week. Until then, please wash your hands. Please stay home. And please, please stay safe.
0: Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.